Welcome everybody to another episode of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hi ho. It's going crazy here, as always, my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Once again, hi ho. Uh, by the time you're listening this, I'll be staying over at my brother's, uh, watching his dog, my brother goes off to New York and everything, but we're going to a little bit in advance, so we're going to a little bit in advance, but we're re- we're actually approaching Paul the festive season, aren't we? We are. Are you looking forward to it, Scott? Of course I am. Are you going? Are you going to be like me and be a little bit of a pet person and buy presents for your pet? Of course, I buy presents yeah. for my pet. I I bought Milo one year. I bought him a kitty selection box. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gone that far. Oh, it had it had like you know cat treats and little toys and things in it. You know. I figured rather than just buy him lots of random shit, I'll just buy him something very orientated for him. I think it was last year, uh, I went, I tried to think what can I get for Dexter, and I thought, really, a toy is a toy, for, for, for most dogs, especially Dexter. Yeah. So I, didn't get my I went into a One Below in Claybank City Oh, why? Hi. Uh, the Claybank Shopping Centre, that is. And, uh, That's a good shop, that. Yeah, went in, bought this little, like, uh, tug of war sale toy one, once it was another one, but it was a bit of a loop. You grab one end, the dog grabs the other, you can be <laughs> one sixty it cost me. I think out of the all the toys that I got that he was given on that day, that was one of the ones he played with the most. Uh-huh. Mind you, within a couple of weeks of it, he chewed one of the ends so much that it came open, so he had to try and get him to take the other end, but he wouldn't take that end. Did it break? Well yeah, well, he could still play with it, but he wouldn't he couldn't play it quite the do the tug quite in the same way because mm. he chewed through it as he as he wanted to. Well, you know doggies were excitable. My 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 mum's doggies like that. You get her a new toy, and if it's a sort of toy that squeaks, mm-hmm. she will do her damnedest to make sure it never squeaks again. I mean, I, I am somebody who thinks about Christmas in November. I don't, I don't, I don't go so far as to put my decorations up in yeah, November. I'm not you're, one of those. <laughs> you're not like, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> you're not like a vast majority of shopping precincts that decide that the minute Halloween is done, oh, we must put the decorations up. And you're like, why? Most of them, actually, most of them put Christmas Eve stuff out before Halloween even happened. I mean, maybe this is just me. I don't think I've ever really been into it, but Halloween has never been my kind of thing. I'm not a Halloween guy. I, I mean, I obviously, like, when you're young, you enjoy going trick-or-treating and shit like that. Yeah, you enjoy the sweets and all that. You know, and you enjoy, like, getting your costume and all that crap. I remember one Halloween when I was still a a primary school nipper. Uh I went out. Dressed as Raphael from the Turtles. I was. I have three main costumes I remember in my, my youth. Uh, a Power Ranger. A uh, C3PO. Nice. He's uh, gold one, right? Yes. He I, went out as a gate robber up from Star Trek or Star oh, Wars. Oh, oh, you bitch, I hate you. <laughs> uh, and the last time I remember probably dressing up, I, I went out as Rey Mysterio. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you know we had a we had a friend many 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 moons ago now. I hope he's doing well and all. Our friend Anthony, mm-hmm. and the first time I ever met him, and I don't know if it was a Halloween thing or if he just decided to fucking dress up. But the first time I ever met him, he was dressed as Ali G. <laughs> and because he is like he is, I think the same as you know, uh, what's his face that plays Ali G? Yeah, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I think he's the same persuasion. Uh-huh. So he still he looked like him anyway, and he came. You remember old school allergy with the fucking yellow track, the yellow fucking trackie, and the little hat and the shades and shit. Uh-huh. And he had the fucking goatee painted on his shirt, and he was he was walking about the fucking cat house up to go like, "Buyakasha," <laughs> you know, whispek. <laughs> you know, it was fucking funny. 
that's the first time I'd ever met the guy. I thought, ah, oh, good fucking look, you know? Mm-hmm. You're Ali G. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I just go through October like, okay, can we get through October? Can we get through so I can start thinking of Christmas kids? My December last year, I don't know, I mean, because I was working a lot at the time. You know, I didn't, I, I was having one of those December's where I wasn't feeling it for the, for the good part of the month, but I made a vow to myself, like, uh, try and remain positive, get in the Christmas spirit, enjoy your Christmas this year. Yeah. You know? Uh, don't don't be a Scrooge. Cause I, cause I, of course, basic. I love Christmas. I love my favorite holiday of the year. I, I have a weird distrust, for lack of a better word, of people who like Halloween more than Christmas. Mm. Those those are odd people, in my opinion. I mean, not not nothing against liking Halloween, but liking it more than are, Christmas. Are they as odd as those people that have Christmas every day of the year and uh-huh. have Christmas dinner? Every day of the year and buy presents for themselves. Well, not more than I mean, I've never met anybody else, but I have met people who prefer Halloween to Christmas. I I've read paper. I read stories in the newspaper about those people that are, you know, Christmas obsessive. Hmm. Yeah, we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of health issues from having a Christmas dinner every day. Of course they do. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I mean, there's a reason we don't have, eat like that any other any other time of the year. Yeah. Because it's a one-off. Yeah, that's what you're, makes it so special. You're not like, supposed to do it every day. You're missing the point, you absolute moron. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as obsessed to fucking have like full-on Christmas every goddamn day of the year. Yeah. But I'm one of those people. If I could get away with it, I would always have my decorations up because I love my decorations. Oh yeah, the decorations. Yeah. But in that same regard, I totally get what you're saying. In the sense that, well, if you have it up all the time, it loses its mm-hmm. it loses its specialness, you know. Yeah, I mean, the one good thing about it keeping it up because you don't have to fucking untangle it every year. But yeah, the, the whole. <laughs> I mean, I prefer taking it putting it up than taking it down. Yeah. But well, you do know anybody knows that you know that depending on what kind of tree or decoration you have, it can take a bit of an arsehole to do it. Have Have you ever over the years in Christmas? Have you, Have you ever had a real tree? Not a real tree, not, not like a case we cut it down or whatever, or got it from no, something that we sell yeah, trees, yeah. not one of those trees, no. No, because I've heard, like, that's, that's, like, the standard popular thing in, like, America, oh, yeah, for example. Not, I think it's much more of an American thing. We love a real tree, and the one thing we have for Christmas is cleaning up the pine needles at the end of the fucking season, I mean, you know? I mean, it's bad enough getting the, getting the fucking fake pine needles from this thing, the tree that I've got, let alone try and clean up bloody real ones. I have a little, I have a little uh, pink Christmas tree. <laughs> like, I think I've painted my trees like a weird one where you can have, it has these big poles, you put it together and then you can have like these different layers of branches. That is my tree fairy. Good for you. We yeah. have these like different layers of branches you put on, you can stretch them, they look realistic enough when you put them together. But it can be a pain in the ass, and plus, obviously, they do leave a fair amount of oh, you're like, needles what, what fucking numbered branch goes in this section? Oh, yeah, they're colour-coded, these ones. Mm. So you have to try and bunch them together, and then you spend all year, and then every year comes, and you're like, all right, what's little six? The yellow layer, where's them? That's the yellow. That's a blue one, you dirty. Put that back. You know what is one of the most pernickety fucking things when you put the tree up to? What's that? Well, you know, like, when, you, when you're putting your branches into the, the main part, right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, like, you get, like, three or four in a row that just go... Dink, 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 and they're in. Yeah. And then you come to the fifth one. And for some reason, when you try to put the fucking thing into the wee slot, it just won't go. I know the and you get, pain you're talking And you get to the point where you really, you for a split second in your head, you think violence. Mm. And you think, if I just punch the fucking thing in, it'll go in. But then you go, then you immediately you go, you can't punch the Christmas tree, it's I, not its fault. I think it's like six or eight, depending uh, ones on our one. And it's always the very last one 
that's not going to go in. Like trying to feed that little, because it's all, do you have one of those trees where you have little hooks that just sit in, or do you have like mine where you have little slots that slot into the ground? Yes, okay, you, have, you have these long, like, silver poles with the branches on it, and then there's a wee, like, yeah, the wee bit, fucking thing. thing there, and then you slot that, and you need to make sure you hear a certain noise that you know, oh, that's in, it's in, it's secure. Yeah, like, it's, like it's in. sort of like click, and you're yeah. like, yeah, that's good. I think yeah. every year I seem to get more and more awkward about where to put certain ornaments on because there's certain bits that get crowded and you got things too close together. You can't put things too far to the back of you because no one's gonna fucking see them. I get that. I get that. I'm totally the same. Like I say, one of my one of my favourite episodes of like uh Friends. Mm-hmm. You know I'm quite a fan of that. I think you like it too, don't you like Friends? Yeah, I mean it's one of the things because it, cause it's been such a part of you know our culture and everything and they've been on TV all the time that you kind of go through phases of it where you love it, you don't, mm. and you're like, oh, I've watched this too much, and then you don't watch it for a while, you come back, oh, you realise you love it again. Mm. See, I'm currently watching it and going through the whole Rachel Ross thing in the first couple of seasons, you know? Of course. I think I've just got past that episode with the prom video. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when she sees the video and then she's like, oh, I love you, Ross, yeah. I love you. And then a couple of seasons later, she's like, God damn it, we were on a break. Yeah, they were on a break, because she said, let's take a break. Or maybe we should take a break. So she said it, and then years later I would say we were not on a break. Like, you said it. You said it. I I respectfully suggest we do not discuss this. I'm it just w- saying it's a it pet peeve of mine. It will get us in an argument. She said it. She was wrong, but I still liked Rachel. I, 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 I... Move on, move on, yes. move on. Get to the point. We will agree to disagree. But no, I, I'm currently watching that, and, you know, the whole... Oh, that is the episode I watched last, when she was fucking... When Monica starts dropping hints to Richard about the yeah, future, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, yeah. you know, she kind of shot herself in the foot with that one. She just hadn't asked the question; she could have been in ignorance, <laughs> you know. But no, she had to ask. I mean, Friends is a thing where like they didn't really do a lot of Christmas special, but they did more so. The main thing was the Thanksgiving episodes, yeah. and despite you know, and a lot of American TV shows do that, even though it's not a thing over here in the UK. <laughs> I always loved the loved the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Two of my, my two favorite ones are the one where Brad Pitt comes as their old pal Will. He was good in that episode. Uh, c- come on, Will, just take off your shirt and tell us. And the the very last one I think they did, where they one where everybody's late. Mm. No, the good Christmas episode for me or Christmassy themed one was when Monica had let them all decorate the Christmas tree, uh-huh. and she was like they were just decorating it and being nice and everything. She came in and she was like. Oh, that's lovely. And then she flipped the tree right round to the side she had meticulously decorated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you've got a turn to decorate the tree, but we're not going to look at your side. We're going to look at this neat and organised side of the tree. Hmm. But I, I, I am a stickler for certain things. Like, there are a couple of things, like, like watching them up at some Christmas Eve, as we talked about. There are certain <laughs> things that maybe I don't do as much anymore, Christmas, but there are a few things that I hang on to because nice to have little traditions during Christmas. Yeah. And the thing we, we also hold on to in my house is first weekend of December is when we put the tree up. Ah. So we've already got penciled in. Sunday the 3rd of December, we're putting it up. That's the, that's the plan for this year. Is it is it not traditionally 12 days before and 12 days after? Is that not tradition for Christmas? I've heard, I've heard it used to be a thing, but not for me, no. It's early, no, it's not early, everyone's it's different. As early in December as I can. Yeah. So I, live, I, like, I like a mass street seeing people going, when you walk through mass street in November, or like late November time, looking at people's houses, looking up at people's windows. Because you can always see who's who's the earliest in putting their tree up. We seen, funnily enough, myself and Brian, we went to see a Lincoln Park tribute mm. the other weekend there. 
I would have joined you, but when you told me about it and I looked up, it was sold out. Yeah, exactly. it was sold out. I think a lot of the tickets were sold out for the support band. They were really good. But um, on the way there, Brian decided we should get off the bus and get an express bus. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, we're already on the bus. I don't want to get off the bus, but we got off the bus. Well, we'll get you there quicker, especially get close to where you were going. It did, it did. It was, it was the right decision. I just bitched about it. Of course but you did. We got off the bus and we had a cigarette and I looked across the road. And people already had their decorations up. And I was like, really? Now? You know, I mean, I didn't judge. I just like, really? It's a bit early, isn't it? It's November, for fuck's sake. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Can't wait for, for December. I think I'm going to do is I bought a new, a, couple, a month or so ago, I bought a new Christmas jumper. It's a Star Wars themed Christmas jumper. Nice. With Darth Maul in front of it, it said, Sith the Season. Yeah. <laughs> like, droid heads and Christmas trees all along the arms and everything around the underbit. And I'm going to wear the shit out of that throughout the month of December. I'm going to wear it as often as possible until, like, it's a bit stinky. I must, throw it, I must put it in the wash for another year. If I could get a Christmas t-shirt, mm-hmm. it would be, you know, that photograph Daphne takes to Fraser and <laughs> and his dad yeah. and the dog mm-hmm. with Fraser standing there going, <sighs> I would get that on a t-shirt. Gentlemen, please, do you not know it did? It's October 23rd. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to talk about Christmas episode in these next couple of episodes of Fraser, which is what we're here to talk about. Can I just say, uh-huh. huzzah. huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah for Fraser, huzzah for Christmas. Huzzah for everything. Yes. To all, huzzah. Huzzah. And huzzah to all. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like I said, have a positive mindset for this Christmas, and, you know? And those who prefer Halloween to Christmas, okay, that's your vibe, but don't bring your strangers in this house. It's just. Strange. It's not Halloween. It's Christmas. Yeah. No matter what you've how shit your year may have been, you know, you can always try and make a good end of the year by having a good try and have a good Christmas. You know. Yes. Look, weekend. I mean, I'm already jingling <laughs> with my ears. Good for you. I know I'm the only one that can hear that, but I could, I could hear it. Maybe the, maybe the mic will pick it up. If you can hear it, well done you. You win a prize. But only in spirit. We don't have anything to give you. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, if you want, if you like to collect empty booze cans, we have, yeah. we have a few. <laughs> Scott has a problem. Oh, dare you. Well, your problem is you've run out. I have one left and it's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> okay, yeah, Scott, you keep your booze. Yeah, we're here for... She for, has for, a problem. Shut up. <laughs> we're here for a Fraser. Uh, well, something we should briefly talk about. Not, we'll not delve on it too much. What? But we, before we get into this Fraser... We have both seen a little bit of the new Fraser. We have, we have. You've seen one of my episode more than me, but we'll talk about the first three more so. It's ever so good. You know what? Episodes one and two, I really enjoyed three of it. Yeah. But I, I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? In terms of reboots of things we love, what? fair news. It's ever so good. You had, you had quite a few people involved, like James Burroughs, I think it was, who was involved in Tears and helped create the card, and he was on a, he. He has read one or two episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer is going to direct at least one episode in this series. I don't know which one it is he's done. It's going to run up until the 7th of December where they do a, a Christmas episode. You know what? Well, it would Fair be Frasier without a Christmas episode. Of course. Oh, that's something I do. I'm going to do as part I'm, of Christmas. I'm going to watch a couple of the Frasier episodes because Frasier did really good Christmas specials. I'm going to, I'm going to do a, um, a John Mahoney here. Can't have Christmas without Frasier. You damaged Santa... That Santa didn't do anything to you. All he did was dance and try to make people happy. <laughs> I thought you... All, his old one was damaged. I thought you threw it off the balcony. Yes. I damaged it. But yeah, the two best things about this Fraser 
for me, I, I sorry, I'll talk about my one negative about Fraser. So this new Fraser so far, and then I'll do the one negative, and then do the two positives. You know, is it his kid? No, no, his kid. It's it's Daphne Nails' his kid, David. Oh, Dave, you don't like David. I don't like David. But he tries so hard. I think he's trying a bit too hard. Like, I don't know if it's the writing or the guy playing him, but he's just not funny. He has no sense of community. They're trying to take some of the quirky aspects of Niles and make it like him, but, like, he's not funny. He's not David Hyde Pierce. Like, there's a scene where he, he throws a fit because Razor won't include him in his scheme. And the oh, yeah, episode. I remember that. And I'm like, this is cringeworthy and painful. Like, stop it. Make it stop. On oh, that aside, that's the one negative so far from the three episodes I've seen. Other than that, I like I like the barmaid chick that lives yeah, next lives door to them. Lives with Freddie. Lived with Freddie and then yeah, lives yeah. I like her. I like her. She's fun, and I like uh, I like the the woman that runs the, 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 the boss. Yeah, the universe. She's really good. I like her. She's somewhere between Roz, mm-hmm. like a little sprinkle of Roz, big sprinkle of fucking BB. Yes, you know she's totally like a merge of the two. I, and I get, she does it so well. I get what you mean. Uh, I like her because easily she could have also been annoying, but I like her. Like, I like in the first episode where she's told like a classic Fraserism, like play along with a skeet with a, a falsehood and try and trick somebody. Like, so you expect me to be someone I'm not? And you expect them to go, I know, but no, no, I love it. She <laughs> wants to be an actor. Like, oh, I love to play characters and keep suggesting, like, no, just keep it simple. <laughs> and I, lo- I love that part. But like, I love the, of the three episodes I've seen, I think the pilot episode of it might be my favourite of the three. So but, far, yeah. yeah. But my two favourite things of this so far, the relationship between Fraser and Freddy. Mm-hmm. Because Fraser, as Freddy's grown up, he's become a little bit more like his grandfather, so the kind of dynamic is flipped with the more, from the every everyman father and the more cultured son to the cultured father and the everyman son, who Freddy's become a fireman, the whole, and they explain it's a Fraser crane men tradition to do something that helps people from cop to psychiatrist to fireman mm. and everything and obviously Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Freddie was going to go to Harvard and everything they dropped out and that's caused friction between him and Fraser which is what they're trying to rebuild and they have so much like Fraser and Martin were trying to rebuild their relationship mm. like the fight they're having over the table in the I loved second that. episode it's like could you pass the salt it just slides out like, dad dad no he's a puck <laughs> <laughs> or like the one who goes like if you're trying to make a point just make it alright <laughs> like, it's like basically they're, they're placing the issue over the chair and the original to the table and the hockey table and everything the thing in that episode that really bothered me was the end part oh yeah that little dickhead oh he poured the Fenway dart out oh like that. and then the emotional one between Freddy and Fraser at the end of the first episode talking about their grandfather they mentioned Martin a lot they do pay tribute yeah. to John Mahoney I've got the say well, I did I did enjoy one joke from David mm. where he's like supposed to be helping mm-hmm. Frederick move mm-hmm. and then they're carrying the fucking chest in mm. and he stops to let go of it and dab his forehead and it's like there's no weight in it yeah. and a bit he's like uh, Dave, why don't you go get my box of pencils mm-hmm. from storage and then he goes I'll get the lead out. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like where like he jokes to him like, "You work with firemen, men trained to be physically fit at any moment, and to help you move, you chose David." As <laughs> 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 an analogy makes, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But honestly, as great as it is to see Chris Graham, he seamlessly also floats back, and he is Fraser. Mm-hmm. But the favorite best thing about the show 
is Nicholas Linder. Oh, a guy is just fantastic. And when do they ever think, oh, this thing about, about Frasier is Nicholas Linder Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. He's just brilliant at it. He is. Do he? you love that? Remember that scene? He's like, Frasier, look, I found an old photograph of you and us from our Harvard days. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's not me. <laughs> That's not even you. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> just chucks it in the bed. Like the first time I was like, Frasier, look at you, you have a day today. And you, well, thanks for coming to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I just love he's like a lead back. I couldn't give a fuck. I've got tenure. You can't do nothing to me. Right, Making so some? little effort. Like, oh, if I could get rid of you, tenure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's. One thing, good thing about one good thing about the third episode is realizing, finding out Frazier went from a radio show and then going to Chicago and had his own television show, kind of a Doctor do- Phil kind of thing. Kind of Doctor Phil, which turns into kind of an almost an opera style show. Oh god, I know way. it was painful. But then, like Frazier, kind of again, I think it kind of leans into what Niles always joked about with Frazier in the original. Like, you've went out of the fields to graduate into the world of celebrity, mm. and that's pretty much what he did in TV. <laughs> Frazier Crane, <laughs> Frazier Crane, basically him trying worrying about going back to teaching, and basically. Mm. Nicholas Linder's character Alan basically being yeah. there to kind of comfort him and everything. Stop it! I think it's time <laughs> to put our thinking caps on. <laughs> I dismiss, I miss your harvest, and I dismiss your dismissal. <laughs> I remember, like, in order to help, uh, that actually has a really bad day teaching. He goes, the woman who runs the university goes, several students have withdrawn from your class, and Alan goes, oh, that's no harm done, and they've signed up for your class. Alan, God's sake, Fraser, put yourself to kill a man. <laughs> Well, how do I, I teach them? I remember watching, seeing cuts of it, and I know time affects us all differently, but I'm like, and he wasn't looking quite young by the time Only Fools finished up, but I'm like, God, time has not been kind to you, Nicholas, and as you have aged, and then, then you watch him, and this, even though as old as he looks, like, God, he's still, he's got to, he's... Oh, totally. He is, he pretty much is the nails of the series, he's got all the best lines and everything. He's kind, he's kind of like an honestly straight Gil. <laughs> yeah, times. He's, he's a mix of nails and Gil, that's what Aye. he is. But you can't just pour this as a regular dinner party. <laughs> I know a perfectly good bridge we could drink this under. <laughs> oh, they're back in, they're sharing off. So, oh, boys, they're right there. I'll talk to your daughters. Daughters, lock up your mothers. Being of Only Fools, being of Only Fools, I heard like, in 12, and they tried to do an American version of uh, Only Fools and <sighs> Horses. I've seen videos on it. God, it looked awful. But you know who they tried to get to play the granddad? Christopher Lloyd. Of uh, Back to the Future fame. Good Christ. Mm. Yeah. Looked... Why can't people just leave classic programs alone? I was listening to a podcast where they, they also randomly brought up that th- they brought up the American version of Old Fun Horses, which made me go find it, like find videos about it. Mm. And they joked about it, and it goes, I, don't, I haven't heard the show coupled, but they said apparently it was started because, like, oh, the UK wanted their own version of Friends. So they did that. I think it's very different from Friends, but that's why it started. I've never mm. heard the show. They went, oh yeah, apparently it got so popular that couple that some American people went, oh, we need our own version of a couple. It's like, you've got one! It's called Friends! Yeah. <laughs> ah, anyway. That's that's new Frasier, so, you know, as as to, I don't know what the overall Frasier fan community is thinking of it, but... Uh, from what I have read on Frasier comment pages... Uh-huh. We're very, we're very, we're very good with it. We like it a lot. Yeah, I, I see that a lot of people are united in their dislike of David. But uh, I, Oh, I mean, is that right? Yeah, yeah, apparently it's a common thing that a lot of people don't. And I heard it, I'm like, oh, he's probably not that bad. By the third episode, I'm like, I hate you. Get up, get up, <laughs> get off my screen, you. You're a, 
You are offending Fraser. I thought you were hurting my ears. Get away. I'll get the lead out. <laughs> get your ass out. Get out of the screen. Anyway. But yeah, that is new Fraser. And you know what? I gave you a thumbs up. Well done so far. Uh, yeah. to, it, it's joyous to it's see, you know, it's joyous to see Fraser bring himself again. It's hard when he has to play Kelsey Grammer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God, have you seen Fraser and Money Plane? No. Oh, that coming to an eclectic escapade near you. I haven't seen it, but I've heard terrible things from you. I mean, you can find it on YouTube, I think. Is it that level? I think. That will be eclectic escapade one day. It'll be full of ranting and raving and alcohol, probably. It'll be fun, more fun to talk about than to... It'll be the exact opposite of when they... You know we, we, we can find the perfect host on YouTube? Yes. yes. Obviously, I think a review of my opinion will be the... Everything the perfect host was, but the exact reverse of that. Yeah. It'll be the exact reverse of that. I read some reviews of the perfect host. People were not kind to it in some mm. departments. And do you know what I say to those that were not kind to the perfect host? Or the No, what I say to them. What do you say? Fuck yourself. Mm. It's a good movie. You don't like it? Fuck you. Yeah. Well... Shall we get into, go back into the past, Fraser, shall we? Yes. Let's, you, let's get in our time machines. And put on our, our thinking, thinking caps. caps. <laughs> but uh, we have... That was really good. <laughs> we start off with a Thanksgiving episode and later on we'll have a Christmas episode. Aren't we in the holiday Oh, spirit? we're going to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Thanksgiving is. It's practice Christmas. Practice Christmas. It's like, oh, we're all being thankful. No, so you can have, have a big turkey so you can prepare for a month's time when you have another big turkey. Yes. Hell, this year, this year Thanksgiving... What, what if someone is preparing an Hungarian goose? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Right, actually, Thanksgiving, it's next week at the time recording. It might, it's this week as we record it. It's the 23rd of November. Thanksgiving. It's always a Thursday. Which is why Stavarity just always used to be running about a Thursday. Yeah, and that's so, why we got the fucking gobbledygooker. Yes. And now we only had five days between that and this Tuesday in Texas because it was five days later on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. so Hogan managed to politic his way back into a title shot five days later. Yeah, remember we talked about it what extensively an, in our back catalogue. What an asshole he was. Yeah. Anyway, this is episode nine of season seven we're going to start off with. The apparent trap. You see Ooh. a play on the phrase, the parent trap, the film with Lizzie Lohan in it. How clever it is. <laughs> Lizzie Lohan used to be a good actress before the drugs. <laughs> okay, not good. Decent actress, but yeah, the drugs. She was a child actress. Once she went and took yes. the drugs, no one cared. She was good at Mean Girls, yeah. But wasn't she in that Abomination Herbie movie as well? We don't talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, but Mean Girls, that was good. Yeah. This episode was written by Dan O'Shannon and directed by Kelsey Grammer. Which is weird because Kelsey Grammer's early episodes, he was uh, not in it as much. Like like the uh, Moondance, he purposely took himself out of the episode. To focus on the relationship. And also to make sure he could focus on the directing side of thing. But clearly by this point, I think he's directed one or two other episodes between there, then and now. So he's clearly comfortable enough because Frazier is a key part of the episode. Jan well, Leaves had fantastic legs in that episode. She did. And then but he's here with, uh, my part of it is uh, between him and Lilith. Who I will maintain again, the show trying to make her seem otherwise, a very attractive woman. Oh, hell yeah. Lilith. Especially in this episode, she's a very attractive. Lilith, I don't know why they tried to say she wasn't. She was hot. Because mm. she was, oh, she was pale and skinny. That's hot. So, I'm pale. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not as skinny as I used to be. It's the cider, the bastard. Pale is skinny. I'm pale. <laughs> Fucking. I'm glad I tickled you with that one. <laughs> that was very amusing, Scott. Very amusing. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking parasails on the back, eh? Can't laugh at your own jokes here, can you? Horowitz. Horowitz. Yeah, but, you know, it's a cider, it's a bastard. He's just pale. He's just pale. This is the. <laughs> This is the sixth episode of Frasier that, that Lil has appeared in. Oh, cool. first, first appearing in the sh- in the aptly titled The Show Where Lilith Comes Back. She was also she was the- at, That was her first one? She was in that? Wow. Yes, she was two, <laughs> also in the two-part Adventures in Paradise, all of Thanksgiving and Room Service, the whole thing with nails. And this will be the fifth episode, fifth appearance of Freddy in the show. Overall, fourth appearance of this particular actor as Freddy, because also the first episode is a completely different actor. As you a lot remember. of people don't like him. Hmm. You, you don't really, ha- you don't really have a lot to go off of, do you? No, I don't think so. But a lot of people Maybe. seem to dislike him. Oh, I think they, they just they just talk about the look of him. He didn't seem like compared to this kid, like to look like uh, this kid. Yeah. This kid has got more so looks like he could be produced by <coughs> by BB Newworth than Kelsey Grammer because that was the whole thing behind David Hyde Pierce. His whole thing of being cast was the believability of him being Kelsey Grammer being brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially like, if you look at Fraser. Well, Kelsey Grammer yeah. in the first couple of seasons he was in Cheers. Yeah. You know? Also, what's funny about the guy who's playing him, in, it's a different actor playing him, Grown Up Freddy, now English actor, English actually, is the actor. Really? Because <laughs> I watched this behind the scenes about it and you hear him talking, he's like, oh, hello, oh. yes, uh, hello. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. There's a young Shane McMahon vibe, and I don't mean that as an insult about him, I think, as in a good version of Shane McMahon, if there is one. I don't believe wherever was. But it looks like Shane McMahon in a good way, just around the facial features. Like if you made a film about the McMahon family, you could easily slot him in as Shane money, McMahon. Money, money. Like if you're making a, a, fict- a fictional film about the McMahon family, you could easily slot that kid in as Shane McMahon. I think you would buy him. That's uh. just my opinion. Anyway, Thanksgiving episode. <sighs> Ironically, it's the second Thanksgiving episode that Lolf and uh, Freddie have been involved in. Thankfully, Freddie doesn't come to physical harm like in the last one. <laughs> So we open in the. In Have the, you got? I've got pills for everything. Mom says the uh, sports are for the slow children. Well, mom's not here, is she? <laughs> I'm almost. I'm almost done defrosting, and the turkey. Why Tyson's just, just you stuff it? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, the guy who does the Marlboro things, you fruit and just that guy has a very much a, a Nicholas Flinters and Fraser vibe, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, you can definitely see Nicholas Flinters in that kind of room. Yeah. Anyway, we open in the radio station. Uh, he goes into Rod's side of the booth and he sees little Alice dressed up in a turkey-esque outfit. Like, morning, morning, Fraser. Hi, Roz. Roz, is baby Alice dressed as a little turkey or am I just very hungry? <laughs> We're flying home Thanksgiving <laughs> right after the show. She cries on the plane and the other passengers can't get mad. So, Actually, what I like to do is keep her awake so she'll sleep on the plane. You know, you should just do what I used to do. I used to tell the passengers that Frederick cried, I'd buy them all a drink. And that worked? Oh yes, in fact one time I awoke from a short nap and the fellow sitting behind us was flicking the back of little Frederick's little ear. Of course that was cheating, the man did not get his drink. The girl's over at me, Fraser's breath, and she goes like, so Frederick's coming anyway? Well, Lilith's dropping him off around noon and then she's off to visit her colleague for Thanksgiving in Vancouver. You know, come to think of it, do they even celebrate Thanksgiving in Canada? They do, they do it in October though. Oh. They thought Fraser would know that. Well, they will when she leaves. <laughs> and then all of it comes, fades out and then go back into the next bend. The tail car comes up as all of thanks. Give her Neil's to give thanks. Because <laughs> obviously, well, we'll not end up in, thank- in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, 
Fucking Freddy's there. He's like, hi, Dad. And he comes, right, so, there's your guy. And then Lil comes in, hello, Freddy. Oh, oh, gosh, I was starting to get worried. You're an hour late. We saw a big accident on the freeway. Mom saved this guy's life. Really? Well, that's going a bit far. I simply applied the tourniquet. She's a hero. Yes. That's your mother, all right, son. And the parents <laughs> came and wanted to give Mom a transfusion. Yes, that's your mother, all right, son. <laughs> then she's like, if you don't mind, I'd like to use the phone to call my colleague and tell him I'll be late. Of course. Who is this colleague, anyway? He's a man who supplies me with lab rats. It's about time we got together socially. I've known him for over 52 generations. <laughs> oh, well. The drumsticks are, are about this big. <laughs> you don't know why. Good one, Dad. Thank you, son. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, it's Lilith. Listen, I'm running a bit hour late to... I'm sorry to hear that. Well, take care of yourself. Bye. What happened? Uh, Peter came down with something. I think he caught it from the rats. Oh, now nobody caught anything from a rat that wasn't resolved in a day or two. Off you go. All the QCL780.net <laughs> is included here. At the moment, history is taken for granted that the blindness to which the jokers are also referring to was bubonic plague, which have spread by ticks and fleas to me off the heights of rats. A recent research suggested that the black death was actually form of anthrax, in which case rats were innocent and the cows were to blame. Bastard cows. Aye. First that and then mad cow. Jesus. Uh. If they weren't so delicious, we'd fucking get rid of them. Uh. <laughs> Gee, Mom, why don't you spend Thanksgiving with us? Yes, that's a very good one for you. I'll go kiss you my goodbye and I'm back. Would it be so unbearable for me to be here for one meal? As soon as we're done, I'll go and check into the hotel. I could spend the weekend working on an article that I've been writing. Well, you know, Niles is coming this afternoon, and it'll be very uncomfortable. I think, you know, you two haven't seen yourself since you're so tryst. Oh, please. Niles and I are adults. I suppose you're right. And we mean a lot to Frederick. After all, Thanksgiving is the time to celebrate with family, and then <laughs> you the door half open, and Myron pops his head in. It's a witch gone yet? Lil's well, still here, Dad. Oh, in that case, I'll ask you too. Is my Twitch gone yet? <laughs> <laughs> Skillfully done, Martin. I'm afraid it comes like Grandpa. Oh, Freddy, how you doing? I love that even though he's not a big fan of Lilith and everything and their relationship, he still has all the time in the world for Freddy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's very interesting that gets brought because then you see, mm. especially in the new season, yeah. just how much love Freddy had for his granddad. Because hey. I remember when they were you're talking that scene with Fraser uh-huh. and, and they were just talking in Freddy's room talking about him. Yeah. And, you know, like, Freddy's saying he was going through all the stuff with his friend dying and shit, and, yeah. like, and Fraser's like, you know, you could have called, I'm here yeah. at the end of the phone, and he went and looked at him and said, Grandpa came. Yeah. Like, he came on a plane and came to see me. Yeah, because like, they talked about, at the start of that first episode, about Martin's funeral, yeah. as if it was only fairly recently, so... It's like, go send off, Bulldog's Aria. <laughs> yeah, Ave Maria. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, considering, like, I think it was, like, season five or whatever... Martin was having his 65th birthday, he must have been well into his 80s. So good innings for Martin there, but obviously that's a fairly recent tragedy, obviously, and it was only a few years before the, film, the series started you know, filming that John Mahoney in real life passed away. And the, you know, you, you, you're going to live in your 80s living on Valentine's in Chile. Yeah. Hard stuff, man, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so Dad, is Mom staying for dinner? Yes, Frederick, I am. Isn't that great, Grandpa? And then fucking Martin's like, Great, Freddy, real great. Isn't that great, Freddy? Are you okay, Grandpa? 
He's worried about his twitch. <laughs> and then the door goes in. Daph- opens Daphne. There with Eddie, who's fucking pulling back down. He's like, "Come on, Eddie." What's the matter? Well, he was perfectly fine until we got our butt belt from here. And he started whining and trembling. He sensed an earthquake or a dark fall. I have a lift. Or vortex of evil. Let's go, pause. Like, oh. Uh, then Freddy's like, I'll help with the groceries. And then she's like, Hey, Freddy, thank you. We'll see. Let's how. Let's see how the turkey's coming. And then, I think then. Uh, uh, I think then Martin helps take Eddie and shields him from. <laughs> and then I healed him. Then like. Yeah, definitely. Goes, yeah, definitely. preferring dinner. Oh, should we tell her as an extra person? They hear clattering and stuff in the kitchen. No need. <laughs> and then the door goes, and Nails comes in. Hello, Nails comes. Hello, Fraser. Oh, hello, Lilith. <laughs> Lovely to see you again. Because the flight gets nice. You can She's like, nice to see you too. I trust your flight was uneventful. Up, down, bumpy over the mountains. Isn't that always the way? Lilith is joining us for dinner, Niles. Oh, what a nice surprise! It certainly is for me. How uh, nice is this for me? Oh, stop it, both of you. I refuse to spend the day listening to your distilled chatter. Well, I don't... Well, how would you have us behave? Why don't you try going back to your former relationship? All we do is insult each other. Yes, you're willing to throw all that away just because of one ill-considered night of passion? <laughs> it happened. Take what, what you can learn and move on. Well, I learned if you kiss her too fast, you get an ice cream headache. Well, he's like, and I also, you also learned I had twice your upper body drink, so shut your pie hole. Netflix like, well, that's so hard. <laughs> feeds in, feeds in, and Martin uh, comes in as Daphne's brother to like, wait, wait, what are you doing? I'm mashing the potatoes. By hand, you're supposed to whip the potato, therefore every bit tastes the same. Isn't that a bit bland? Hello, welcome to potatoes. <laughs> we can't hit you once, cook a traditional Thanksgiving meal, I mean, this cranberry sauce. Now, it's supposed to be in the shape of the can, quiver a little bit, with little chunks, in, well, those little chunks in there. Those are cranberries. <laughs> well, maybe his idea of a traditional Thanksgiving dinner is not really traditional. No, it's canned. Yeah. And Daphne's like, Dad, here you are, one frozen pumpkin pie as requested. Honestly, wouldn't you rather just bake a pie from scratch? It's that you can't learn or you <laughs> won't, won't learn. learn. <laughs> and then Freddy comes in, I'm done setting the table. Oh, did you set the table? It looks very nice, very elegant, Frederick. Well, yes, Freddy's doing quite a little help. Every time I bend over, chip the turkey, there he is. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, Nails and Freddy kind of like do that little thing of him having a Chris and Daphne still to go. Uh, and Fraser's like, So, Lilith, tell me about this article you're writing. As Freddy comes box back and goes, It's about me. Essentially, yes. I was talking to a friend that works at the New York Times magazine about raising a child after divorce. And she pointed out that as a psychiatrist, I might have a unique perspective. And Freddy goes, You know, since it's about me, shouldn't I get something for it? You're not getting a mini bike. But mom, we have talked about this. You can get one when you are fifteen. All my friends have mini bikes. Yes, and if all of your friends decided to enter a level four biohazard area without their environmental containment suits, would you do that too? This is so. This is different. No, it's not. Dad. He's like, sorry, Frederick. I'm with your mom on this one. And uh, Daphne says, dinner's almost ready. Excuse me. <laughs> and Frederick goes, you know, what, Dad. I think. You know, what I think, Dad. I think you and Mom should write this article together. Well, I'm sure your mom can write it without my help. Well, it was her idea. She told me on a plane how much easier it would be. I just don't know. I just think she doesn't know how to ask you. It's an intriguing idea. And what? Because Razor, I could use some help out here. He's picking the raisins out of the stuffing. Oh, Lord. Come in, Dad. <laughs> he, uh, he, goes in, he leaves. Uh, Love comes back in. 
then Freddy's like, you know, I think you and Dad should write this article together. Together? Well, I think it's the last thing your father wants to collaborate with me. But it was his idea. He told me as much. He told me how much fun it would be. Well, it is an interesting notion. Then Daphne comes in and she's like, beautiful job carving that turkey, Dr. Crane. Well, I picked up a thing or two in medical school. In case you're wondering, this bird seems to have died of a massive head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lois like, did you wash your hands, Frederick? Yeah, Uncle now showed me how to open the door with my elbow, so I didn't even touch the handle. What are uncles for? And Lois like, like, uh... Let's see, Lois with Daphne, is your fiancé joining us? Oh, no, I'll be seeing later. Donnie is having his own Thanksgiving tradition. He has dinner for all the divorced men he's represented during the year. He's also 25 today. And then Lois like, wow, 25 lonely, bitter men. It's been a good year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Uncle Niles, Mom's writing an article about me. Really? About raising a child after a divorce. Yes. And then Fraser's like, yes, it sounds fascinating, doesn't it? It's a subject that's very near and dear to my own heart. Are you suggesting we collaborate? Well, you think I might be helpful. They're like, what a great idea. You can write it together. I'd be willing. Well, certainly did well in our first collaboration looking at all the Then Fraser's like, you know, Lilith, we could probably get most of it done in the time you're still here in town. If you stay here, you can finish the whole thing. Ned Fraser's like, well, I guess it would be all right by me. And Lilith's like, Daphne, would that be too much of an imposition? And then Daphne's like, not at all. I'll be spending a weekend with Donny. I, I don't love if she says yes because she won't be here. Uh, like, where's your father with that gravy? Oh, then I'll stay here then. Although maybe we should run this by your father again, climbing in the kitchen. <laughs> no need. And then also the name of the episode, the apparent comes in as we come out and yeah. the next bit. Is that a, is that a rarity in Fraser? Like, Having the episode title as one of the blackout scenes in between I segments. It, I think it has happened. I can't think of one off the top of my yeah, head yeah. in this minute, but I, I'm sure it has happened. Mm. But no, we get back every, then. Every, every so often, once or twice a season, it might happen. Mm. But no, Lilith, we get to the next scene, and Lilith and Treasure are working through some notes on the couch, and Lilith, Lilith is taking her hair out of its bun and they're staring a glass of wine, and when she takes her hair out, she just looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah her hair's better when it's there. She is. I mean, anybody that says that Baby in New Earth was not a pretty woman, she was a very fucking pretty woman. Yeah, she's still pretty, she's still pretty now in her. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, though, no, like, I'm saying, but she's still pretty now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For an older woman. But then Lilith's like, yes, I, but I think we have something about non-custodial parents and discipline. Exactly. A weekend father need not be a weekend father. And then she's like, Fraser, you still have a direct line to my funny bone. Thank goodness the line wasn't stopped. And then Lilith's like. Stop. Now, if you laugh all night, I'll never get my work done. That doesn't make any sense. The lighting wasn't stopped. I'm pretty sure it was different in the actual episode, but... Mm. Uh, it shouldn't be the lighting wasn't busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Bloody transcripts. A, a, a good call-out. Thank you. Damn you, bad transcript. Usually, it's 99%, you, 99% of the time it's good, but this time... Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Stop. If we laugh all night, we'll never get any work done. <laughs> up to Fraser's bedroom where Freddy's playing his computer games. I mean, it's 19, late 1999 when this was filmed and aired. What, what console do you think he's probably playing? I would think a PS1 or a PS... No, PS2 didn't come out no, until... No, no, yeah. It's either a PlayStation or potentially even a Nintendo 64. Would oh, that, be, yeah. that be the year of the Nintendo 64? Yeah, Because yeah. this would be run a bit, you know, in, in the rest of the terms, you know, WrestleMania 2000 and then the following year... It could, uh, al- it could, also, no be, it could also be traditionally a, a SNES or something. 
It'd be, could be. Because, you know, and before the thousands, people still used those consoles. I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm just wondering. Some if it, of us still use those games. I'm just saying, it just seemed like generic console for the purpose of this episode. Cause oh, to I show think that, so. Yeah, what do kids like? Video games, you know? It is, it is nice that you see in this series where they still like traditional kids stuff, which means it's not too much a departure from him to see him as he is now in the yeah. current freezer. Anyway, but Freddy's playing these video games as now as Poxy said, and he goes, Hey, Frederick, I'm leaving. What you doing? I'm saving the universe. Do you want to help? Well, I wouldn't know where to begin. It's easy. I'll show you. All right. What do you do? Easy hands on the controller. He's like, that's your guy. You've just escaped from an intergalactic maximum security prison pod. I like to get hold of me. <laughs> now, once you leave this chamber, you can go left or right, and different things will happen to you. He tries to play it, and so you hear, ah, guy dies. Like, <laughs> what happened? Wow. I've never saw a guy trip and fall before. Try it again. You have two eyes left. Okay. It happens again. Can't see any out of those rooms. Is this some sort of advanced level? No, this is like the training area. I didn't even know you could die here. And it happens again, like, have to get out of this room. The reset button's on the right. Do you want something to drink? Why? <laughs> I think he was using... I think he knew... He, he hoped that he could get his... Um, I think this was whole part of his plan, like, get nails into this thing because he knows he'll be bad at it. And then so he can distract nails and then go to the next part of he's his clever, plan. He's a clever little fucker, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, a little shit. <laughs> and we cut to the next bit where he goes, he goes, Hey, Dad. Oh, hi, son. How's the Ryan going? Well, it's coming along nicely, thanks. Oh, I want to know if you bring over some wine. It's in the kitchen, I should mention. Yeah, it is. Oh, of course, yes. You know, it's great seeing you and Mum work together again. I think I kind of think she misses you. Really? You know, she talks about you all the time, you know, how wonderful you are, how she's never met another <laughs> man like you. Yeah, you got to take that out there. I'll finish up in here. Thank you, son. Then he hands it to her and, like, you know, here you are, and Lilith gets, like... She's like, oh, thank you. Because she's kind of taking it back, whereas he's handing like, here you go, then, like, here's the thing you asked for. Yeah, he's like, oh, and she thinks it's a little... He thinks it's the wine she wanted, and she's just like, oh, he's brought me wine. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, thank you. I've been rearranging this outline. Why don't you take a look? Oh, okay, and he's like, ah. looks fine. And she's like... Because he's sad out, because he really... Yeah, yeah, he's not, wanting, he's not wanting to get too close to her. Because I guess it's tying back into the the last one, the rooms there was episode where he was worried about himself being around mm. Lois and everything because they thought they would end up sleeping together and that she's end up sitting with nails. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that they don't, that it's only them that know about it because there's an episode in a couple of seasons later when, when, when he's with Daphne that Daphne finds out about it and Daphne has that reaction and you almost forget in your head like, oh yeah, Daphne didn't know about that. Like, you slept with Lilith. <laughs> oh, like, Fraser, please, sit down. Uh. You know, I'm really enjoying this collaboration. Oh, yeah, me too. Isn't me usually getting warm? She starts her jack off, you see. <laughs> I just love it, says, revealing her bare shoulders. Like, oh, yes, the shoulder that's the most alluring part of a woman's body. The shoulder can be a very alluring thing. Hmm. But, she's like, oh, it's a little warm? Then. Hmm. And then Eddie comes in rushing back, like, come on, boy, I'm coming, I'm coming. He's like, you scratching the door. <laughs> I get like, God, I've never seen you go for a walk. I go for a walk. I wonder what. Oh. <laughs> and then it reads like, "Hey, uh, Dad, let me let me talk to you about something." He and Fraser, he and Eddie, and Martin all go out in the hall, and Freddie comes back in to do a similar conversation with with Lilith. Hey, Mum, how's the article going? Oh, very well, thank you. You know, I think Dad. I've never seen Dad this happy. Oh, what do you mean? You know, well, all he does is talk about you, how pretty you look, how smart you are, and how much he misses you. <laughs> Just the hallway. Uh, I was like, what makes you think she's coming on to you? Well, 
Actually, Frederick, Frederick told me, but you know, it actually makes sense. I mean, this colleague of hers gets mysteriously ill, and she lessos me into writing this article with her, and then all of a sudden, before I know it, the bun is off, she's waggling her bare shoulder <laughs> at me. Well, oh, someone's had a big meal. And then back, back into the, uh, or look, look, goes to talk to Nails about it, and Nails is playing his video game, you hear the knock on the door. It's not your turn yet, I still have two more lives. It's Lilith. Oh, I need to talk to you. Does the door have to be closed? I think it's best. It's of a personal nature. What's this about? It's about attraction that I thought was over and now I'm beginning to think maybe it's not. You, usually my dreams, this is where I try to run and I can't. It's not about you, you egomaniac. It's about Fraser. I think he wants us together again. He knows how I feel about you. Not us, me and Fraser. <laughs> is there a chair here I could talk to? <laughs> well, maybe you think he wants you back together. Well, first he offers to collaborate on this article. Now he's playing me with wine, and at this very moment I expect he's asking your father to clear out for the night. And Niles is like, So he took a professional interest in the article, and he's offered you some wine on Thanksgiving. Now who's legal maniac? Perhaps I am overreacting. I'd like to keep my eyes peeled very much because of evidence. And a lot of things are playing the game for a little bit. I didn't know there was a door here. <laughs> and then Freezer's talking like, Then again, maybe this whole thing is in my head, you know? I'll tell you what, Dad. Take a minute, you come back in and see what you think. And find some sort of subtle way to give me a thing. Alright, give me a minute. <laughs> and then all the while, Frederick is inside the apartment. Little prick. Lighting dark, putting some candles on, turning the lights down a little bit and everything. As Fraser walks in thinking that, oh, love's done as well, he's away. And then she walks in thinking he's done it and everything. And then she's looking at it like, like kind of looking at each other. She's like, Fraser? Lilith? And then she's like, well... Isn't this nice? Yeah, it's very nice as Martin comes in and sees the situation. We're like, oh, excuse me, I came back to get my umbrella. Okay, because of rain, in case it rains. Who <laughs> doesn't get there? He's dying to play his new game, I thought. You know, I say to Lee Shelby, I say, run for your life. <laughs> exactly what I say to him, run for your life. Thank you, Dad. Okay, run for your life. As he walks away. And then he goes away and Lil's like, Frazier, we have to talk. Yes, yeah, so if we do. I mean, I can't just sit here all night waiting for you to make your move. Well, you just got this all worked out, haven't you? Well, let's see. Candlelight, wine, soft music. What else do I need? I don't know what's worth. Why do you want me back? Or, in fact, do you think you can't be I can won so easily? You think I'm responsible for this? You assume, you assume you can snap your fingers and old Frazier will come back running. Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way, sister. I had to be finished. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do any of this. If you didn't either, then someone is setting us up. Who? Frederick. He told me you've been pining for me. He just told me the same thing about you. Good lord, here we are writing an article about taking Jenga turns with Orson Welles and Orson nursing this whole fantasy that we're getting back together. We've got to talk to him about this. No, wait a minute. Something is not right here. When has Frederick expressed the slightest desire to see us together? You've been supplementing it for years. Even so, he liked the both of us. He had to have known that we'd compare notes. Alright, so his plan was a little artless. Unless... That's exactly what he wanted. What do you mean? Think about it. He makes us believe he wants us together. Of course, we have to tell him that it's not going to happen. His hopes are dashed, and we feel so guilty we compensate by getting him with something he wants. A mini bike. That's a very clever little boy we have. Very. Could he be so devious? Uh, well, if he wants something badly enough, he will figure out a way to get it. Remember when he's a baby? The bottle at the end of the maze? You know, I kind of regret doing that. Then <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Frederick? What are you going to do? You can't just come out and ask him? Of course not. He'll only deny it. What then? Just go with me on this one. So they call Frederick into the living room. And it's, well, it goes, Frederick Hevis, we need to talk to you. What about? 
Well, we know you've been trying to maneuver us together, and it's only natural for a child is worse to want that. Because speaking your plan was fruitless, but when your father and I got down, let our guard down, looked at each other in the candlelight, we realized we belong together. In other words, we're getting remarried. She fucking ties her hand to Fraser, who looks fucking sh- like he's shaking himself. <laughs> and Fraser, Fraser, you really mean that? Fraser nods, just. Like, this is great. This is a, maybe the best Christmas ever. I'm gonna go tell Uncle Niles and was out the room. Like, have you lost your mind? He's cooler than I thought. Cooler? This isn't a game of poker. This is our son being lied to by his parents. We have got to go in there, tell him the truth, and make it up to him, even if it takes a fleet of many bikes. No, no, Frazier. We called. We call this bluff. Now he's calling ours. The question is, what's our next move? Oh, I know. Why don't we just consult this handy little guy for divorced parents? Well, we can't blink first. We have to up the ante. Good idea, Lilith. You know what? Let's go in there and promise him the baby brother he'll never have. <laughs> Nails walks in, <laughs> just stops in with his fruit with great teeth and like, oh, yes, and you're like, that's just lovely news I hear. You know, Frederick, you're going to have to give up all your friends because we're going to live here in Seattle. I'd live anywhere to be a family again. <laughs> Nails is, so it is true. Congratulations to you both. Good night. Don't you want your coat, Uncle Nels? No, thank you. He walks definitely out the door. <laughs> uh, and he's sitting and everything. And he's like, I'm going to call my friends. I love you. I don't understand. I was so sure. Oh, gee, don't be so tough on yourself. After all, what parent doesn't from time to time rather completely oblivious with their child's chance of ever trusting another human being? Oh, well, there he is. Telling his friends all his dreams <laughs> have come true. Unless that's what he wants us to think. Will you stop and she oh, answers the voice like the whole thing of you can hear what other people say in the same landline and the same way. Yeah. She on speaker and fairly good. It worked. All I did was tap my fear, my parents' feelings of inadequacy and they crumbled. What does that mean? It means I'm getting a mini bike. Then Lilith speaks and she's like, Frederick? Uh-oh. And then he hangs up. <laughs> no, and she's like, do I know my son or do I know my son? He's willing to put us through absolute hell just for a minibike. Well, this means, don't you? Yes, he's normal. We're not bad parents. Well done, Dr. Stern. Well done, Dr. Crane. Well, and then she's like, well, we really should get in there. Yeah, I suppose he must be... We suppose we should. Must be Sheriff Truman for him waiting for us the axe to fall. Absolute hell. Absolute nightmare. Why? Love some. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, the uh, the ending of the great thing is Daphne coming in all failures, you know, pretends to struggle with his video game and she comes just to get her to come close to him and you see that little look on his face. Ooh. I think the kids playing uh Frederick Trevor Einhorn. Einhorn. Einhorn, yeah. Trevor Einhorn. This must be I think one of them not his absolute best episode as Freddy. Cause just because how involved he is and how he convinced Liberty is this whole two faced version of Freddy. Just absolutely manipulates parents. Like, I'd live anywhere to be a family again. <laughs> yeah, because he knows they're going to try and call him on it, but he thinks he's one step ahead of them. Oh. Now we're on the episode, the episode which starts the dark descent of Daphne. Yes, this is very much a, a turning point in the series of Fraser's Little Bit we're doing here. But on this episode here, on episode 9, any thoughts? Any thoughts you have on it here? Oh, no, I, like I say, it's one of my favourite episodes for a. It's one of my favourite Lilith episodes mm-hmm. because I've always thought, like, I've seen Baby and You Worth in a, f- a few things, you know, she was in Jumanji, she was in this, I've seen her in other programmes, right? But 
She was fantastic in this, and Trevor Einhorn, mm-hmm. as you say, he's a manipulative little prick in this episode, but he's very he's very close to his new character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a sleeky wee shite, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, no, it's a grand episode, and she's just, she's got cold comedy time, and Niles were like, so it is true, I'm so happy for you both, good night. Don't you watch your cone, Uncle Niles? No, thank you. I think it's the episode more than most, maybe... Maybe the only other one close to this is the uh, the Marbury episode, but like showing the showcase, we're in <laughs> showcasing the uh, the relationship between Lilith and Freddie more so when Freddie comes over it's more mm. of a trying to take advantage of the time where he's because well. he doesn't get as much of it, but this more show shows how much Lilith and Fre- and Eddie Fre- Eddie Freddie have a connection. Eddie Freddie. Keep keep, keep, keep <laughs> trying to say Eddie for some reason. Eddie Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Sorry. I just killed the vodka. Anyway, you were saying. Eddie, Freddie. You were, you were saying about the... Oh, no, I think this episode is very good as well for, like, seeing the dynamic uh-huh. between Fraser and Lilith. Yeah. Usually it's very cutting or sarcastic, but this episode, you can tell that if we put all the bullshit aside, uh-huh. we could at least be good, good friends, you know what I mean? Or good co-parents, mm-hmm. you know? I just love that bit like where she's like, do I know my son or do I know my son? Mm. Uh, yeah. And Niall's trying to play that video game was like, I have to get out of this room. In these next two episodes, like we said, well, this is the, as I could say, turning point. This is, this is the turning point both of Daphne. The show. The show and my appreciation for Daphne. Let's see. But I, I will say now, when we are at this point, from this point until the end of the run we do, mm-hmm. I will be professional. He says that now. I will do my best to be professional. Mm. On one condition. What is that? That you allow me to use your knee to balance this paper on. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's your main condition for being professional. Yes, good. I, I need you to be a table so I can roll a cigarette. Yeah. So when you're saying things about... It's- End of season end of season eight. Do remember, I have the right to recall the knee. I know. I'm just saying. But I will be professional. I'm just saying, if I think you're veering away from professional, I have the right to call you back on this knee. I will be professional and not call her a bitch, okay? Right. We'll see how long that lasts. Apart from now. We'll see how long that lasts. After now. Anyway, the apparent... uh, Back pain. Back pain. Directed by Pamela Fran. Bet you wrote that stuff. Not directed by. Oh, you directed that Laurie shit. Laurie Kirkland is the name of the person who wrote it, the episode. Well, Laurie is a bitch. I mean, I, I don't know how many seasons they knew they were going to have, but I think I guess they probably thought, well, if we're on the season seven. Like, I think, I think they were running out of clever ways to, to make nails a sort of weird stalkery pervert. Yeah, because. It was going from humorous to a bit creepy in the last season of it, so I think they no, realised... it's creepy slash desperate. Yeah, so I think they realised, like, eventually people are going to think, are they ever going to reveal it? So I think this is, after seven seasons, they thought, like, right, lads, we've gone as far as we can go with this creepy, nailsy thing. We need to let Daphne actually find out about it. Right. So, but the other main crux of the episode is it's coming up to Fraser's birthday, which then it lets you know that Fraser's birthday is near Christmas, because Christmas is the next... Uh, thing. Mm-hmm. So, Razor is either late November or early. Well, actually, Christ, I mean, so Razor is a December baby. Thing. 
Because it would feel worse. Anyway, so for, it opens in Fraser's bedroom as the last episode closed. Like, his last episode closed with Daphne and Freddy in Fraser's bedroom. It's opens in Fraser's bedroom. Yeah. Fraser is sleeping as Eddie walks in with a little party hat and a little voice thing on his uh, attached to his collar. As Marin obviously is off, off, yeah, talking into him. Happy birthday, Razor. Eddie, you can talk. I've always been able to talk. I just save it for special occasions like somebody's birthday. Yes, Eddie, thank you very much. But listen, I th I'd like to talk to you about that. I think his mind may be slipping. Eddie comes out of the room and he's like, Hey, don't say things like that. He's a dog. You might not know you're joking. Hi, Dad. I didn't even know you were here. Well, just give me a couple more minutes and I'll have your birthday breakfast already. Come on, Eddie. As he, and then as Eddie jumps in, he speaks into the thing again and goes, Right, right, you. <laughs> and then Fraser looks at oh, for God's sake. And then he walks into Eddie's bathrobe, and Martin's pouring some coffee and everything, like, Oh, this is very nice, Dad. Oh, and look what I, and Martin's like, Oh, and look what I got, a newspaper from the day you were born. Oh, I keep telling you to clean out your closet. <laughs> I ordered it. Yes, well, let's see what other wonders occurred on this day. Spitted Pinko outed from Crossing Guard Post. <laughs> What a jolly world I was born into. I know tonight's your party, but here. Gives him a little cupcake with yeah. a candle. Happy birthday. Make a wish. Oh, thank you. Then he leans forward and you hear this guy fall his feet. He's like, oh, God. What? My, My back. back. I'm completely seized up. Well, here. And he, yeah, yeah, he's about to do like, Oh, God. It's been a little tender lately. I see a doctor last week. He told me there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. Oh, doctors n never tell you anything. They're all just a bunch of overpaid quacks if he just stares at him and, and he's like, like oh i'm sorry i don't mean you i'm talking about real doctors <laughs> how could this be happening to me i'm always in so conscious about my back safety or just the other day when i i was going to inches about back safety or just the other day when i need those large heavy stack of books from the storage room, I insisted Daphne make three trips. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got an old girdle in my bedroom. Let me go get it. Dad, please, I refuse to use or anything called a girdle. What if I call it a back brace? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> and as he walks away, get the doorbell ring, like, and he's like, Daphne. Don't do it. He's like, oh, okay. oh, God, coming. As he painfully walks towards the door. And he's like, this wouldn't be taking me so long if my housekeeper were here. It turns out it was Daphne at the door and goes, I'm a physical therapist. But perhaps you could get me into a chair? Oh, God, sorry. Is your back bothering you again? I'm sorry I made you get up. I forgot me keys. You know, perhaps you should get a spare set made just to keep it Donnie's. For God's sake, you're practically living where as it is. Oh, now, Dr. Crane, you beg you used to. Once I'm married, I'll be living there. Then, you know, <laughs> no, I'll help. Nice massage. And then Marin's are. Oh yeah, the girdle, that'll help. Yeah. Right, I do love the initial annoy, just like, I'm a physical therapist, because when you think about it, she's hired to help Martin, but you really take the piss out of her, basically getting her to cook, clean and everything. For her. We don't know if she gets any of the additional money for that. Well, she seems the sort, at least up until this season when she just got ruined, but she seems the sort, I didn't say anything derogatory. I didn't say anything. I'm just clarifying. I looked away from you because I was scratching my eye. Ah, but no... She seems a sort of good nature's type, or mm -hmm. she did. That she was a live-in therapist, and she yeah. thought, "Well, fuck it, I can do these things. We won't get done if I don't do them." Yeah. So she does things. Yeah, but then immediately she she feels bad and she helps. Yeah, they're good. A little help, and then Martin's like, 
It's kind of hard to put yourself in, but it definitely holds one end, I hold the other, and you can't spin into it. Please, Dad, this is humiliating enough as it is. What's humiliating about it? Look at that little hook that bends in the back like a bra. Give me that. I thought to Graham, does it bother you when I stay over it, Dennis? No, well, it seems to bother Dr. Crane. Oh, he's just crank because of his back. And he looks at the paper. <laughs> she's, she's like, Good Lord, Queen Elizabeth had another baby. I don't care what science can do, it's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that one. <laughs> then we get, we, we get to the booth. You get to the booth, the uh, freezer hobbles in to the radio bit as this woman was talking. He's, he's using a cane, he's like referring to Connie, putting the flowers down which she brought in for him. She's like, He's like, Oh, that'll be fine, right there. Be sure to thank the gang for the flowers, Connie. You're welcome, Dr. Crane. Happy birthday, as Roz has said. We a big tale to, like, birthday. And then she's like, oh, shit. And she's, she starts, like, you see in the episode, she starts, like, quickly looking for something and wrapping some paper around it, and she's like, happy birthday, Fraser. You see, you forgot to bring it with her, and you say, give it to her later, because you said, because only said he has a party originally planned. Yeah, she could have, she could have said, oh, drop your gift off at the party, but yeah, no. Yeah, I thought I'd give you the party and everything. And then, because I don't know. I it think, just I, I shows think, that she cares, though. She's like, oh, shit, I forgot his birthday. I think at some point in this year, they imply it's like two to five is the, the when the show is on. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if that's enough time, but at some point in the afternoon, so she could have went somewhere. I'm sure there's some place open late, she could have got something. I'm sure she has a lunch break. Yeah. Or hell, just get my bottle of wine. I mean, may not like, may not be fancy enough for me. Well, they'll always be serving wine somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, she pet pies and like, oh, happy birthday, Fraser, and everything like. We're like, thank you, Rose. Not to the best time, my back's all out and say, oh, she thinks she's got an out there. Like, yeah. oh, when do you go home? Laura Bester Crane. And then he's like, no, oh, no, Roz, I promised my listeners that I read a birthday address. You know, people may have forgotten about. It, you know, people have busy lives. You know. <laughs> Then that's when she notices the book had jumped a little in that one. Yeah. But he's like, no, Roz, I announced it twice. Anyone paying the slightest attention <laughs> would know. And he's like, what, are you, what are you doing over there? And she's like, just wondering when I surprise you with your, your present. present. Like, oh, thank you, Roz. He opens it up. And she's like, oh, no, any time. it's good time now to give it to you. You know, we, we keep promising each other we're not going to do this. We've got to stop spoiling one another. What am I supposed to do? Just forget your birthday? And then he's like, oh, good lord, Roz, you know, I read the most wonderful review of this recently. Well, I hope you like it. Oh, look, you've inscribed it. I did? You'll always be my baby. <laughs> oh, I must have had a glass of wine when I read that. Love, Mom. And she goes all ashamed, she goes, I guess you had to bag her nails, comes in, look, oh, there's our bent and broken birthday boy. Hello, Niles. I bought a little gift. Let's say hello to Sweet Salvation from the Lumberry Lock. <laughs> Thank you, Niles. I think the whole thing is probably stress-related. Well, it's very possible. Birthdays can be anxiety provoking, especially for people of a certain age. I am not of a certain age, Niles. I'm smack dab in the middle of not a kid anymore. I won't be of a certain age for another ten years. You know, if you're back stress-related, I read a magazine article that might help you. People can't hear you and list all the things that bug you. In what esteemed medical journal did you find this little tidbit? Cosmo? No. Glamour. <laughs> oh, 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 you should mention that he did it. He's very customary. What journal did you find this? Cosmo? He's like, oh, that's priceless. I can't find the right shade of lipstick. I look terrible in a bikini. He can't <laughs> find my G-spot. <laughs> I said do it somewhere private. <laughs> you know, it could hurt, Fraser. 
Oh, no, not you, too. And he's like, hmm, the more you resist, the more I'm wondering if there's something like you're trying to avoid. Well, thanks for backing me up now. You know, the same Marco says you rub a raw potato. If we're going to sell them on this, you should drop out now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody is going to sell me on anything. That sort of exercise only helps people who lack self-awareness. I, for one, am... Daddy gets a back. He's like, God almighty. <laughs> and the wolf nails you. Well, no wonder you're such. you got a whole universe to run. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, 30 seconds, Frazier. I'll be... Oh, all right, I'll bill you off. You can take care of yourself. I'll see you tonight. Are you sure you're up to this? Oh, no, I'll be fine, Martha. I'm not so delicate and all that. How did you do it anyway? Pulling out a cupcake. Oh... <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> uh, and then he's like you know Frazier we can always play a best of cray no no Roz now I have a little bit of faith in me I'm not I'm a lot tougher than that tell you what if I feel like I need help towards the end of the show I'll give you a little signal alright uh -huh. alright five seconds gosh you know these flowers are really beautiful it's noon yeah he's not sick you know sneezes there <laughs> he's about to he's been like ah <laughs> <laughs> he's back at his feet, and Nails runs in from the corridor <laughs> to help him everything, and then the kid cuts the black, and when it comes back up, it's the tail comes up. Edward Crane, PhD. <laughs> as Nails helps Fraser into the apartment, like, anyone there? I guess we're all out. Okay, well, well let's get you let's get you settled. Niles, now slow down, for God's sakes, we're not running a three-legged race. Do you have somewhere to be? Well, since you bring it up, I have a lunch here with my new lady, love. Oh, well, gosh, I'd hate to have my pain standing in the way of that. How could that orthodontist of yours tell me there was nothing wrong? Orthopedist. You said orthodontist. Oh, orthopedist. Yeah, Apologies. Orthodontist is a... People help... help no, that's, food, that's a tooth thing. Yeah, well, not exactly. Dentist is more specialized in helping you with braces. I, I should know I had braces for two and a half years. Oh, well, you know. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> that's a little pain in the ass. You ever had? If you ever have, if you've ever had your braces tightened, you feel like Jesus. You had a fucking extra fucking ten, twenty pound weight put on your fucking teeth for the next hour and a half. That sounds fun. Yeah, you can't eat for that extra hour as well. Wow. Basically, given the especially the schedule at room twelve o'clock, using my points was usually when I have lunch. <laughs> anyway, ortho, or the orthopedist tell me there was nothing wrong, and he goes, "Fraser, I looked at the X-rays myself. It's not a skeletal problem. That's all your fire. I'm sure Dad will be by soon." No, wait. This couch has absolutely no support. Let's try that chair over there, please. Well, if I mean, use all these chairs, you buy all these fancy chairs, but none of them are really support. Right. Okay. All right, and he's like, you're, you're not heavy, you're my brother. <laughs> how, <laughs> could you, how could you take me to that unprofessional hack? All he did was give me a bottle full of horse tranquilizers. He didn't care about getting to the root of the problem, he just wanted to shut me up. Well, I think it's time for one of those pills. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's like, all comfy? No, this one would do it. It's even harder than a seat in a public bus. Oh, when were you ever on a bus? I got to a boy once for the Friends of Transit. I wasn't invited to that. Well, just help me out for God's sake. God, you know, maybe it's time I should take one of those pills. All right, I'll get you a glass of water, okay? All right, and then as he washes off, he just gets stumbling and he ends up falling back into Martin's chair. And then I love Nails' reaction when he sees like He's like, oh, again, the physical acting of David Hyper. Like, oh, my God. I think he's shouting off. He's shouting off screen like, you know, really. He's like, he comes in and he's no, no, like. Actually, we should say he talks off screen first. Like, uh, he's yeah. like, you know, things are going really well with Mel. I've been out with her almost every night. I don't want to jinx things, but I dare say we're well on our way to becoming what might almost pass as an item. 
And then he comes in to see his Fraser fall down to Martin's here. And he's like, I mean it, Fraser. This is just. Oh my god, did, did you, you fall? fall? Like, oh fuck. Like, no, I'm actually quite comfortable. Uh, and I also know, look, there's no glare on the television. Well, the place is here to set your drink. Just give me your hand, and what Uncle Chair is telling you, don't listen. No, it's, it's actually helping my back, you know. You know, once you're sitting at it, you don't have to look at it. <laughs> and he's like, Niles is like, if you're really interested in correcting this problem and not just medicating it, you should consider that technique Roz mentioned, you know, listing your problems aloud. Oh, Niles, give me a break. It's perfectly possible that this is connected to some submerged anxiety. What's barring you? Oh, yes, now you really expect me to sit here alone, some apparent prattling on endlessly about my problems. Some sort of lunatic excuse now is this. They have no single last because if you think I'm going to do that, you're the one who needs to have your head examined. <laughs> oh, my good God. Hey, and then Eddie jumps up and goes, Oh, God, Eddie, please, shoot, get off me. <laughs> Eddie jumps in the ground and just stares at me. What? You want to know what's bothering me, too? Well, here's a start. I'm talking to a dog. That bothers me. Well, you're older today. Well, that bothers me. Not as much as some people seem to think. As he takes his pill. Like, still single. That's a big one. Having a woman to share my life with. The only women in my life were my friends, Roz and Daphne. Daphne's not even here anymore. She'll be married. It's going to be tough on Dad. Who am I kidding? It's going to be tough on me. But now he's having her around. Even when my love life hasn't been doing so well, I can always come home to a warm, conservative woman. That's probably why I've been so brisk with her lately. I know when she's gone, I'll probably be twice as lonely. That's quite a realisation, isn't it? As Daphne kind of walked in, not knowing she was home, she was cleaning the shower, but couldn't hear them come in because she comes out in the bathroom. Uh, well, you know, you know, I really do love Daphne. Now I'm about to lose her, and I've got to show her how I feel about her while I still have the chance. And she kind of completely missed you because she's only heard that last bit. As she walks away, she runs away, not hearing this next bit. I don't know if those the therapy or those pain girls, but I should think of it better and see. Let's try this, and he gets to get up and like, ah. Yeah, and Eddie runs away and buries him into a pillow. You know, the subtler way to tell your patient his hour is up. Then Daphne comes in and she's pretending. She's like, oh, Dr. Crane, I didn't know you were here. I can't hear anything in that shower of mine. Like a soundproof vault. Daphne, I wanted to apologize for being so short with you this morning. It's fine. No, it's not. It's never fine. Look, come here, please. Oh, give me a hug. And he's like, oh, Daphne, you don't know what, this mean, what you mean to me. I'm getting an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and they got still annoyed and she's waiting for Martin to come in and he comes up, Hey Death, what's wrong? Are you alright? Well actually no. I overheard something I wasn't supposed to hear about Dr. Crane. I overheard him say he's in love with me. What? And he wants to show me how much he loves me while he still has a chance. And Martin completely misconstrues it. Oh jeez, not this. You knew about this? I'm not getting in the middle of this. Then it's true. Look, I kept my mouth shut for six years. I'm not saying anything now. And can I mention something that I should crucially mention? Like, it's not like most in front of a studio audience shows, Frazier, but there is an audible ooh when he when he when when Martin says to me, "I've kept my mouth shut for six years." Is that audible? Oh, because the audience knows something's gonna happen. Right, like, something's gonna come of this. Well, God, you find it. Oh, it's, like imagine being that audience. You've watched Frazier on TV for six years or so. You're in that audience. You're like, oh God, I'm gonna be here for this one where she finds out the truth. Maybe not from now, maybe not a thing between her and nails, but imagine being in that audience. Do you know, if you're as big a fan of certain sitcoms as we are, uh -huh. it must be like being at a memorable sports game or a mm -hmm. memorable concert to or be 
in the audience for a memorable recording of a memorable point in a sitcom. Because you know what would be like, you know, you get to come and sit in the audience for a show and the, that particular episode is a shit one. Yeah. Do I mean the audience for that Nathan Lane episode, for example? <sighs> Poor Nathan Lane. I tried to think of a bad example of an episode and that's the one I could think that of. Is, that is... The example. That is awful. Mm. Uh, yeah, I kept my mouth over six years. Like, six years? He's filled this way for six years? <laughs> and Mar's like, you didn't hear from me. As <laughs> Frazier then enters in his robe. He's like, Daphne, Daphne, I can't lower myself into the tub. Well, don't look at me. No, I thought I'd skip the bath and take you up in that massage you offered. Those experts at hands of yours might be just what the doctor ordered. Let's do it in my room, shall we? <laughs> right, and then Frazier, and then she slowly walks in, and Frazier, she starts her robe, and he's like, what kept you? And like, here. Help me, help me take out this rope. I'm going to kill myself trying to put it on. And she, yeah, she, she goes over and... I love, oh, it, I love it. When she takes the robe off, she realizes he's wearing like pants around. She kind of had this relief with it. Oh, God, thank God. And then she's like, here we go. Now, remember, your back's very tender, so no sudden movements. <laughs> and then she's very, like, he's making weird groans and everything. She's getting massaged and everything. And she goes, no, I'm catching you just, Miss Rob. Perhaps that'll change. I'll be waiting. Uh and then Martin comes in and he's like, hey, Frish. Hey, Dad. Did Daphne tell you? Tell me what? She found out now it's a thing for her. What? Yeah. How? Well, she said she overheard her mouth saying how much he loves her. Oh, dear God. No wonder she's been so distracted. What did you say? Did you confirm it? Well, yeah, I said I knew about it. Oh, Dad. Oh, come on. What else was I going to say in that? I told her, you know, it's not my business and I took off out of there. Wait a minute. How did she even see Niles today? Oh no, she said he loves her and now he wanted to just show he loves her while he still has a chance. Oh no. What? I said that. Oh no, not you now. No, 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 Dad, not that. I was just doing a little exercise today to try and help my back and I was talking out loud about how much I was going to miss Daphne. She must have overheard me and misunderstood. All respect here. Who are you talking to? Oh, you must know. I was talking to Eddie. He has a smug look. He's just like, helps, doesn't it? Oh, stop it. Thanks to you, now Daphne thinks I'm in love with her. Here I am asking her for a massage. Liz is expect how is she expected to interpret that? He's giving him this massive fucking jump put on, like And he's it's like hard to say. Oh Lord. Now and she's just, like just take, take just take a deep breath and try to relax. Daphne. Let's both do that, shall we? Daphne, Dad told me you overheard me. He did? Yeah. Well, I certainly picked the wrong person to confide in. No no no, I'm glad you told me because the truth is you must understand. See, when I said I care about you much, I meant not, I didn't mean it in a romantic sense. Then you don't love me? Well, of course I love you, Daphne, but as a friend, that's all. She like, oh, thank God, what a relief. I mean, I was flattered, but... Yeah, that's fine, now off you go. He gets to go up his head, so I'd be like, oh, my head. That must be those pills. Come on, let me give you that massage while you can still feel it. All right, he's kind of a bit loopy from this point onward. Like, oh. mm. he's like, you know, Dad, we are going to miss you around here. It's going to be hard for me too. Something I haven't wanted to think about leaving. I know I grumble a bit, but I do love you and your father. I'll still come round though. We'll still see each other. You know what? What's that, Dr. Crane? That's sure. I'm not taking it with me, if that's what you're heading. It's so comfortable. You took quite a few of those pills, didn't you? You know what's a curious thing, though? Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm talking about our little mix-up. Mm -hmm. When I said to your father, Dr. Crane's in love with me, he said, it's been going on for six years now. What did he mean by that? Oh, there. Uh, you meant Niles. 
What? Yeah, Niles. He's crazy about you. And he starts. And then she's like, Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane. And he falls asleep. Can I just talk about this moment here for a second? You can. You can. For, in two, on two senses. One, the way the transcript describes it but here. Kaboom. Kaboom, as in boom. That's the, the bomb has <laughs> finally been dropped. Seven, six seasons and plus ten episodes. Of, or seven seasons and ten episodes or whatever it is of it. And it said the railway just shocked staff into a state of confusion. This is a turning point in the show. It says here in the transcript, it's a turning point in the show. Yes. But also, again, back to the studio audience, can I say here. Mm-hmm. Who, played a, who played their part perfectly, as they were meant to. Because then the Satis, oh, you're initially given a false a red herring that they think that, <coughs> they both think that Niles, is, Niles has somehow revealed his intentions for Daphne. And then you think, oh, well, again, back to being Olivia's. And then, boom, he mentions it. Frasier let slip, not realising it. And the gasp from the audience, I think, like, because they don't, they don't think it's been six, six, seven years. I don't think the audience fully realize, fully really think by this point because they did such a good job of diverting it, yeah. about how Daphne would react and what it would be like when they finally she finally figured out. But then being the audience, and like, oh, do you know this? <laughs> and the big fucking like panto guy, like, oh good lord, like do you know then the look on her face, the sort of a look of shock. What? And then immediately, like, he's out, he's out of it. Oh, God, she knows. And then, as we'll get to, Fraser wakes up and thinking, he doesn't even realise he, he thinks it's all just a hallucination. Yeah, he's like, again, he's woke up, he's like, come on, birthday boy, wakey, wakey, time for a cakey. Oh, yeah, it's not even much, much of a, a birthday when we see it, but it's like, oh, God, another year passed already. <laughs> then, my... The dining room table's all set up with birthday stuff and that, and Daphne's putting on her hat. She's like, please, the elastic's pinching behind me is. Oh, come on, it's only for a couple of hours. It's pulling my hair. Are you already completing? I rough my hat. You know, I'm this close to breaking that thing into a million pieces. And then Fraser Energy dresses again, like, well, isn't this festive? Oh, by the way, I want to thank you for my uh, massage. I think it's just, just the trick. Anytime, Dr. Crane. Listen, when I dressed it off, I'm afraid I might have said something I wish I hadn't. Yes? It's about Dad's chair. It may be cancelled, <laughs> but I still would rather want to get out of here. All that. I didn't say anything else there that I shouldn't have, did I? Well, no, no, and don't worry. What was the word? Yeah, she doesn't want to embarrass him by saying, oh yeah, give me to this thing about your brother, you know, yeah, that you shouldn't have. Uh, and then Zorba goes and, oh, she goes, I'll get it. And then, I thank you. And then Martin goes, you straighten things out with Daphne? Yes, I did. Oh, that was a close one. I almost blew it. Now it's the secret. Would you try to be a little more discreet? I can't put your chestnuts out of the fire every time. <laughs> and then Nails comes in, and then she looks at Nails, and she's like, oh, here's, again, because like, remember we seen that perspective on Christmas episode, mm. where they, someone else saw, I think saw Nails for a different way, because he knows about his feeling. She saw it different because she didn't know. She's like, oh, here's kind of, okay, like she said that episode. He gives me gifts all the time. He doesn't want anything from me. <laughs> and now she realizes, like, she kind of looks at him and she thinks about it. She's probably thinking back all those years, thinking, like, mm. oh, here's this man who's been having all these feelings for me. Like, oh, hello. Miles, <laughs> my, my friend who I never realized is in love with me. Mm. Uh, oh, Dr. Crane. He's like, you look different somehow. Have you done something new with your hair? And then she points out her hat and everything, joking, and it's like, oh, that must be it. And then they kind of. Have their uh, birthday thing and you know. Anyway, Fraser, the great greatest Fraser goes in the living room 
his bathroom with a glass of sherry and he he feeds his old one and he sits <laughs> like, looking at Martin's chair, Martin comes from behind him, he leans over, meet Fraser as he reclines into the chair. Fraser then sets up a prayer properly. But yeah, yes. that was that was a good episode, that one. <laughs> I love Martin we we think we fucking Eddie and everything the every work there, right here. <laughs> oh. The and fight. then, so yeah, now the secret has been dropped. Right in the closing moments of the last episode, we now must pick up in the next episode, which just so happens to be a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that Christmas specials of episodes really carry on the main storyline of the series that's going, but this one is one of the exceptions. As it is the fight before Christmas, as I said, once again directed by Pamela Fryman. It is the seventh episode that mm. features Donnie Douglas across the last se- couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. The second episode of season seven. Because the last time he was in an se- episode was in episode two, when they were doing that. I think this is the whole episode where it was about uh, Frasier and Martin potentially paying for the wedding. Frasier kind of hijacks it. Oh, yeah. So, going from episode two to episode 11 without appearing, Donnie, only the second appearance of Mel. Well, Saul Brubinac has a lot of things to do. He can't be in every episode. Pamela Fern was nominated for a Director's Guild of America Award for this episode. Oh, what's she now? Said, uh, Outstanding Directorial Achievement in a Comedy Series. I don't know if so, if this is the episode I think it is... I don't know if it was for this episode, but maybe could, like, just in general she was uh, nominated for this. So she was nominated, because if she was nominated for this episode, and I don't think anybody should be nominated if this is the episode I think it is for that horrible dress Daphne wears in this episode. Well, I don't think she's in charge of the wardrobe department. Yeah, I think it is just for this episode. Oh god, that dress was disgraceful. It did not. It did not look well on her. Well, sometimes they make poor decisions in the wardrobe department. It's nothing to do with the director. And it's not. It's not like Jan Leaves cannot wear a very pretty dress because I mean we've seen the Slotwood Dance one. That yeah. My goodness, mm-hmm. you know, legs to legs to heaven, man. Also, but. That dress was gross in this episode. Actually, when you think of it, this is have an unofficial two-part. It doesn't say part one and two, but it is pretty much a two-part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very rare occasion when they open up with a previously on Frasier. Yeah. So then it opens up in Frasier's apartment. It's also Chris Regan's Seattle and everything. Yeah, it says oh. not only is the Space Needle supporting fairy lights, but the apartment is also adorned with stylish Christmas decorations. Mark. Martin is at work on a little toy Santa when Fraser enters. I always love the Christmas episode where it does like the outline of Seattle with the uh mm. and the Christmas lights around anyway, then Fraser, Oh good lord, uh, you've been taking that thing for hours. Do you think that may think dancing Santa can sit out Christmas this year? Oh, I've got it ready for your big party. I've got to get it ready for your big party tomorrow night. As the doorbell rings, Jerry goes, Oh no need that do plenty of things to like to go. We're carrying and playing games and oh I've a special reading of a child's Christmas in Wales, bring the evening to a close. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> As Roz comes in, like, hey, hey, Fraser. Oh, hello, Roz. Hey, Martin. Hello, Roz. Can't say, I just thought that drum off your punch bowl. Well, thank you, Roz. Say, what kind of punch did you serve? Oh, you know, I filled it with ice, poured some orange juice and some vodka in it. Well, Roz, that is just a giant screwdriver. Yeah, so what, what am I, Martha Stewart? <laughs> and he's like, fine. Thanks anyway. I'm really going to be needing this bowl tomorrow in the evening. There's going to be a crowd of guests. I've invited the entire building, including Cam Winston. Oh. In the spirit of Christmas, I've decided to put an end to our feud. What are you feuding about? Oh, he parks his SUV right next to Fraser's Beamer. Oh, yeah, well, yes, that car is grotesquely oversized. I've often been forced to exit to the passenger side many a time. I've been brought to grief by a gear shift. <laughs> Why doesn't he just back in? Yeah, are you kidding? You really hit the space when the car, guy's car isn't there. <laughs> Should mention again. First mention of uh, Cam Winston. 
Kamulmston. Who will be who will appear several Also played Trevor. Actually played him. Also played. We don't see him in this episode, but the actor who goes on to play him also played Trevor in the first Prince of Bel Air. Love interest for Hillary. For Hillary, yes. Who, who parachutes to his death? Well, bungee jumps. I think. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> It's more of that episode, but yeah. The first mention of it, but he's having this feud off screen, but yeah. And then uh, Roz sees that Daphne sees Roz, like, hey Roz. Hey Daphne. And she goes to leave, and they're like, are you leaving? Is it? Yeah. I said, there's something I need to talk to you about. What is it? And then they close the door, and they close the door, and they talk in the hallway. He's like, the other day I heard Dr. Cray, I wasn't supposed to hear. Frasier? No, his brother. Apparently he's had a crush on me for years. <sighs> thank God. What do you mean, thank God? I've been afraid, I've been afraid for months that I'd be the one to blow a secret. You mean you knew? Well, everybody kind of did. And nobody said anything. Well, if Niles wasn't ready to say anything, it wasn't our place to do it. Well, who spilled the beans? It was Frasier, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know it was me. He doesn't? Yeah, he was on those painkillers for his back, you know. Well, can't well very discuss it with Dr. Crane. He's very close to Dr. Crane. If he's Dr. Crane, he might tell Dr. Crane. Dr. Crane might feel embarrassed. Yeah, why confuse things? Ah, <laughs> uh, can I say again? I love, I love that a little bit from Daphne. Oh, I don't. Totally. I mean, again, credit to Jamie for saying it without without getting tongue tied. It was taking me every effort for me to read that out. Oh, I don't. Totally. Imagine her delivering it just so. It was, I was like, can't tell Doctor Cray. He's very close with Doctor Cray. He might tell Doctor Cray. Doctor Cray <laughs> might get upset. <laughs> yeah, and I go, the whole thing's just a bit awkward. I don't see why. Niles has a girlfriend now, so obviously he's gotten over you, and you're engaged to Donnie. I suppose when you look at it, there's no real reason to feel awkward. I mean, she feels awkward now, peers out the window, like, no. And he comes out the elevator and sees Daphne and Ross, like, well, there's a Christmas tableau. Naughty and nice. Well, I think you can kind of forget Daphne, even though, again, she realizes, oh, yeah, right, like, I'm Donnie. She, she is in love with him, even though it doesn't work out. She clearly did love him in a sense. At least, and she did love him in a way, and Nails is his only love Nail. But, you know, I think, again, even if she thinks there's nothing going on, the fact that she sees the reason she feels the awkward wearing that nails uh, is probably because like she thinks of themselves as very good friends, and she realizes that the whole time that they were friends, he felt things about her he didn't realize, and she's still trying to process that the idea that this whole time he felt things about me that I didn't realize. Yes, I'm just saying. I think, I think if things went differently in both their relationships, things would have she would have eventually gotten over it. But I think forget why she's generally awkward. Like when you realize that. Somebody has thought something about you you didn't realise you were thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I've never been in the, that, that position that Nafti's been in, but I can only imagine what she's going down playing. Devil's Ab- I'm drinking Devil's Advocate. Oh, you're drinking blood orange. It's a joke. I'm making a metaphor. Work with me on this. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. I'm glad I could help. Anyway. Hello, Dr. Crane. Hello, Daphne. I'll, I'll, I'll see you inside, but I have to... Uh, Take out the garbage. It's in my pocket. <laughs> she was in there. Then for you, now comes up. Are you sure about those Caroline books you asked for? Thank you so much. Yes. Here we are, the thirst songs from a Victorian Christmas and Elizabethan tidings of joy. Now we are ready to party. Niles, what do you think? Should we stop with the Caroline or should we hold off until we play the spirited game of the minister's cat? <laughs> stop with the game. Then go, Caroline, and perhaps the guests are ready, ready for another game. Yeah, and then Martin's like, yeah, Russian roulette. Well, I'm off. Oh, Niles, if you're not busy this evening, perhaps you could help me with string popcorn garlands. Yeah, well, I'd, uh, oh, unfortunately, I can't, I'm seeing Maris tonight. Maris? What the hell do you have to see her for? 
Well, to pay my condolences, our gardener Yoshi died. Oh, not Yoshi. Gosh, that's too bad. Yeah, he had a heart attack while he was out training Maris's elaborate hedgemaid. Apparently, Maris never had a chance. Well, I feel bad about Yoshi, but are you sure it's a good idea spending the evening with Maris? Well, she's terribly upset. Now, Maris and Yoshi were very close. In fact, I remember once, he, he made a top of her, of her likeness, and she wept with such shame and developed the root rot. Well, problem uh, is I had to cancel with Mel tonight. Oh, really? Well, Niles, if you want my advice, wouldn't mention Maris to Mel. What? The last thing a new girlfriend wants is to hear that you're consoling your ex-wife. Well, I hate to lie to Mel. And he's like, I do see your point, though, Fraser. And then that dancing Santa starts moving, like, hey, there you go. You know, oh, Dad, Santa's back. Yeah, it's the darnest thing. Every year I take him out of the box. Something's wrong with him, but I always manage to fix him again. Good for you, that leans into Fraser. I thought I told you to dug that thing in water. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, anyone for a hot butter margarita comes up and it comes into KCL's Christmas party, which is a Mexican themed. As Kenny comes up to Fraser, hey, Doc, Merry Christmas. Hi, Kenny. My station has certainly outdone itself this year with the Christmas Mexico theme. Oh, well, it's my idea. I remember the sauces now are red and green. Well, that's why you're the boss. And everyone comes out, hey, for what time's your party tonight? Please keep your voice down. You're the only one from the station I've invited. Only one? Yes, but don't worry. We'll be scads of people because I've invited everyone in my building. Seven o'clock. Oh, I love the love that you with him and Gil. Oh, Gil, Merry Christmas. And to you, Fraser. <laughs> oh, thank you. I hope you've saved room for dessert. Oh, I have. Oh, you've been baking. I have. Gingerbread man. Oh, my. Uh, very muscular. <laughs> yes, well, my wife and I made a New Year's resolution. Deb and I have joined the gym to slim down and buff up. We needed these to inspire us. Oh, yes. There's not many strings in a dire result, like... Good motivational pastry. Precisely. The problem is it's so delicious, I've already had three. Fix one up. And he's like, this is my last little man, I promise. Oh, Gil, who are you kidding? No one, Gil. He's <laughs> 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 the way he's like, no one, Gil. It's my last little man, I promise. <laughs> I do love, like, it's good. Similar to, <laughs> to the one, like, huh, and I'm the last of the Mohicans. Yeah, that explains it. Or like the fine energy you made. You've heard what show you put on. Oh, you've heard my little program. No, I'm just walking in the door. <laughs> and then Mel can ever say, Fraser. Mel? Hello. Oh, gosh, I never expect to see you here. Well, I was one of the doctors on health yet during Cosmetic Surgery Week. I did a segment on breast augmentation. Ah, how uplifting. And then she just gives him the little stare like, that wasn't funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, well, it's now, now it's hanging our coats. So did you have a good dinner last night? Oh, no, no, no. Actually, we didn't have dinner last night. I was too busy playing my party. But please don't mention it to what any of my colleagues are invited. She didn't see that. She's abruptly walked away. Like, again, this part is on nails for, like, call Fraser or Hedetide to say, like, by the way, you know. Ah, like, by yeah. the way, I've said this. Don't be a fud and fuck it. Or, yeah, you should have thought it sooner. Like, say, hey, listen, you're, you're my brother. You're my you're my closest friend. Like, you're my alibi. Play along. Mm-hmm. Not very, not very intelligent. Yes, I mean, that's what I said about Fraser, but it's kind of a Python L in a sense. The, the mm. smartest, the dumbest smart people you'll ever meet. Oh yes, yes. Well, we may we may be academically smart, but we're not socially, socially smart. Yeah, bit smart, not street smart. Yeah, yeah. 
as uh, as she did, as she realizes you know there goes Mel and then and Mel's goes Fisher Fisher. Sorry, sorry about last night. If Mel should ask, oh dear. No. Oh no. Oh yes. And you? I'm afraid so. Damn you! Well, you're the one who told me to lie to her. Now you failed to back me up. And he walks away like, well, I was a little preoccupied. I'm having a party tonight for two hundred people. As okay, here's the most. Uh, this is my way. He's like, I won't lie to you, Doc. This hurts. <laughs> and now it's like, Mel, Mel, darling, please come, come, sweetheart. Niles. No, nah, darling, I know you're upset. Please, we're at a party. All right, all right, all right. We'll talk about it later. No, we'll talk about it now. Just put on your party face. And they feel like the street girl while rightly telling you, like, yes, yeah. And she's, she's like, don't embarrass me, as if I could be further embarrassed after you lied to me. I can explain. No, 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 you don't need to. When a man lies about where he's been, it's not hard to guess the reason. So, what's little horror's name? <laughs> so, what's little horror's name? <laughs> no, no, you, no, darling, the reason I told you I was dying for you because I was out. Yes. Getting your Christmas present. And then Mel's like, My pre. Oh, darling, I'm so sorry. I should have known. I'm... And then they was like, I'm so glad you've forgiven me. Or is that your, your party face? face? Wait, no, no, of course, exactly. And then, like, why don't you, why don't you hang my coat back? I'll get something, I'll get something to drink. Of course. And then she walks away, Frazier again, like, oh, Mel, this is awkward. Oh, no, 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 Frazier. Niles explained everything, and while I don't like being lied to, I do appreciate what he did, why he did it. And then Niles really runs over before Frazier can say anything, <laughs> like, oh, hello, hello, chatting, are we? Well, actually, I was apologizing for my part in your little misunderstanding. Again, I love how you try and communicate here, but, like, again, you, don't, you shouldn't expect Fraser to immediately pick up on what you're saying, really. No, like, no. Oh, like you said, book smart, not street smart. Yeah. Well, of course, you're discussing the present. Ah, yes, the present. And the future. Maris is all in the past. Maris? Oh, dear. You were with Maris last night? Well... well how dare you? I don't know, I was here. Anything else in that box, Pandora? <laughs> <laughs> Again, one of my favourite nail lines is how, who... It's the way you deliver it, like, anything else in the box, Pandora? Like, that typical nail outrage, like, very again, sounds like a stick insect character, like, I'm nailing a stick with eyeballs! Like, ooh, oh, I love God. that movie. Like, anything else in your box, Pandora? <laughs> and he rushes off to try and get Mel, like, Mel, please. Don't touch me, the no. Party face, party face. Forget the party face, you're obviously still in love with her, and I'm not about to share you. Goodbye. No, no, I'm so sorry. Frazier, don't pretend to be sorry. All you care about is your precious party like you're hosting tonight. As the room falls down, everyone stares at Frazier and he kind of has to wander away. And, everything. <laughs> and then it comes up the cake and come on, Wesley, to Frazier Green Holiday for LAB Tour's 1901 regrets only. <laughs> As Donnie's playing the piano, it's mainly him, him and Daphne up there, Nile, Martin and Frazier as well. And it's like, don't be nervous, I need to explain the thing, like, anyway, bring it home, Daphne, and she plays the final chord. <laughs> Daphne Moon, everybody, we'll take requests. Martin's like, well, how about a little silent night? Uh, and he starts taking some of the appetizers, and he's like, we'll stop that. What? Listen for the party. In case you haven't noticed, I am the party. Didn't the invitation say it was like 7 o'clock? I uh, hope people knew it was tonight. Stop worrying, Art, we will be here, there. If you would love to make an entrance now and then the doorbell goes like, Aha! Uh, aha! Daphne! Open the floodgates! As the nails come in. Hello. Evening, Dr. Crane. Isn't Mel with you? No, she won't be coming. We broke up. What? 
again, she she is out of the loop in this thing, and it's like and she's just following Ross like as long as Nels has a girlfriend, the things won't get awkward between you two. Yeah. And she now hears he's broken up with her. I'm like, what? Yeah, this afternoon. Goodness, I'm so sorry. Sure, calling on us. I left a dozen messages. And I was like, oh, sorry, you guys get together long? No, not that long. Still, I was optimistic. You made plans in the moon together? Making long-term plans? This is really bringing out the lawyer in you, isn't it? No, the bartender, so I wonder how big of a drink to give you. Ah, big. Scotch. I know, and think, well, things don't work out. All that Mark Donnie makes an attempt with Fraser and Nails, you know, to be pally with them, you know? Mm. Oh... I know, I know. It's, That's in the future, I, Paul. I'm going. I'm going to be mature. Be, it's in the future. I'm going to be mature. Mm. It just it saddens my soul. I know, I know. But see, but, look, happy face, happy face, party face. But the fairy Donnie, when we see the next, I think it's the next season. He, <sighs> he he moves on very quickly. I don't think he really does. Well, he he gets mad. He gets engaged very quickly. Yeah, I don't think he moves on. Well, he had too much heart. Well, See, mature. That's his business, yeah. And I was like, don't worry, Niles, we'll fix you up with somebody. Oh, thanks, Danny. I don't think this is the time for me to be meeting someone else. Well, someone old, then, you know? An old flame, an ex-girlfriend, somebody who got away, huh? Come on, Niles, there must be something you had your eye on before, Mel. And then Daphne's like, Donny, please, can't you make, Can't you see you're making him uncomfortable? Well, I was just trying to help, honey, you know? Niles, no, no, it's not us, the holidays, makes women crazy. <laughs> And then Fraser hears the hallway open and he sees uh, the ho- elevator people. Ah, oh, hello, everyone. Come in, it's Ross. And like, oh, yeah, nice. Let the, let the ladies in first. No crying, no pushing. As the doors shut, I'm like, where are they going? I've got bad news for you. The future we're having with the guy upstairs, it isn't over. He's having his own party. Damn him. He's slapping my guess. He's like, you won't believe this. That dreadful Cam Winston is having a competing party. Oh, that's what that was. Some big sign up in the lobby. It said Winston Party 2000. Yes, that's his apartment number. Well, two can play at that game. Danny? Yeah? He gets in favor. Do me a favor. Give me a sign. Make me one of those, will you? See where you can make fashion all these crude implements. Okay, I'll try. And then Martha, do you think that's a really good idea, Fraser? What? Well, Winston Party 2000 sounds like the party of the future. Korean Party 1901 sounds like, well, (laughs) this. Don't worry about it, Fraser. We all smell a good party. This place will be hopping in no time. Thank you, Ross. And then she's like on the phone in the kitchen. He's like, hey, Connie, it's a morgue here. Is the party at the station still happening? Great. I'll be there as soon as I can. Surely he should have swallowed his pride and invaded some of the people from the station. They do tease that, but you know. Anyway. He should have, but he was very cruel to his colleagues. And then Ross goes and like, like, oh, hi, Dad. He's like, you know, I can't believe this. Dr. Crane broke, broke up with Mel. Oh yeah, I oh yeah, I know. I heard. Is there anything that happens? Bef- anything you don't know before I do? I overheard him at the office Christmas party. Really, what happened? Well, okay, don't freak out. Mel accused Niles of still being in love with someone else. You see, classic thing here when Kadri knows everything. The other other characters. I, I just love Daphne's line here. She's like, "Oh God, that's me. I'm someone." <laughs> Again, like, only... yes, you are. Well, we are all someone <laughs> technically, but in the classic sitcom thing, but Fraser. Fraser does a little bit better than most. Like the idea, mm. one character knows everything, all other characters only know part of the information, leading to hilarious misunderstandings. Oh yes, well, slightly awkward <sighs> misunderstandings in this case, but you know, otherwise hilarious. But, yes, that's me. I'm someone. I said not to freak out. Well, they say, you know, but what if he says something to me? Just let him down gently. Oh, that never works out either. You know what happens when you say no to a guy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all these seasons later, still making slut jokes, a bit rough. Yeah. 
It never gets me- it gets messy after you say you'll stay a friend, but you never do. It ruins everything. He's not gonna say anything tonight as long as Donnie's here. You're totally safe. I love when they come back around to this. I love this. But it's like as he's rushing Donnie out of the apartment. Now let's get our prominent place with us, preferably right on top of Winston's sign. <laughs> oh, go easy there, now since he sees him having a very tall glass. Oh, haven't you given enough? Given me enough advice for one day? He's a thing like my canopies. You know, Niles. You know, Niles. You look like you need cheering up. As he presses the dancing sign, and accidentally they knock a gift off. He hears a shouting noise, like Daphne's present. Did it break? As he picks it up, he hears hear broken glass, like oh no! So she opens it. Sorry, but hey, look. Gives him Mel's present. You don't need this one for Mel, do you? Oh, I guess not. Well, if I quickly realize, oh, except, oh, it's over now. Okay, well, here. Put that in here and this right here. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Then Fraser pushes Rose and Daphne out the All right, now, you two, I don't want everyone congregating in the kitchen. Now go out and mingle. Niles, Martin, I didn't see you come in. Rose, Daphne, I didn't want to give Lee's out in front of everyone. Of all guests, but since there aren't any, <laughs> Roz, this is for you and Daphne. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas, Dr. Gray. I do love this bit between the two different reactions. Oh, no, it's jewelry. Oh, no, it's a book. This is all a very sad freezer here. Like, then, can I do this bit? Oh, it's very sad, but yeah. He's like, my God, there must be a hundred people up here. Well, I'll just show you what you're missing. Savory lamb tenders. Pesto-filled mushroom caps. Smell them and weep. And man's like, come on, Frazier. Maybe you ought to walk back inside, you know, there. Oh, Dad. And Ned's on the phone like, yes, darling. That's wonderful. I'll see you soon. That was Mel. And? I managed to explain everything about Yoshi. She's on her way over. Thank God. Mel, there's a guest. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful for you two, Nelson. Congratulations. This is... There's one minor detail I need to iron out. I also got a message from Mara saying she wants to see me again. I, I think she may have mistaken last night's sympathy for affection. Well, now, if you want my advice. Oh, you know, you really not need to stop saying that. And Nails walks in, unseen by them again, hearing only part of the conversation. Well, you know, you need to make your friends clearer. The sooner, you, the sooner the better. There's very little point in letting her drag on like this. You're right. I'll speak to her tonight. She looks shocked and rocks away like, At this moment, I just want to patch things up with Mel. Aha. Uh-huh. Again, that kind of thing. Again, much like the Daphne did in the last episode, if she stayed two seconds longer, she would have heard an explanatory thing, which would have set everything at ease. Yeah, and then Fraser's like, huh, well, you know, these antique earrings you brought her, she's got a long way towards that. Oh, I gave them to Daphne. You did what? Well, Daphne's gift broken. I didn't think Mel was coming. That's just, I wish they did gift cards. Oh, for God's sake, Dad and his meddling. Well, you want my advice? That's good news, Claire. Something. You know where to find me. And then I was like, Daphne, Ross. What? You can't go, she tries to leave, like... Why not? That... I'm, and I was like, I'm sorry to drop, but... I need to speak to you. It's probably matter. Did you show me on the balcony? And she's like, all right. And then he goes, wait. Thank you. And Roz says... Whoa, he's gonna tell you. And then, oh, this is my favourite line of the episode. One of my favourite lines of the episode. Like, <laughs> oh, no, not tonight. Now well, Donnie's here. <laughs> Thanks for... Again, again, she's trying her American accent. She, she does it in a president of Oh, no, not here. Now well, Donnie's here. <laughs> okay, so I was wrong. Boy, this is rough. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I guess I won't give him the chance. I'll speak first. I'll just be direct. I'll tell him I, I know how he feels about me, but I don't feel the same way about him. I love Donnie, and nothing's gonna happen between us. Good luck. luck. 
<laughs> As she walks out into the balcony, she's like, Hi. Daphne, uh, I wish it was an easier way to say this. I... Wait, I have something to tell you first. Dr. Crane, I have to tell you that. And she kind of pauses and... Yeah, know. and he's like, Oh, Daphne, I am so sorry. What was I thinking here? Mm. Oh, th- yeah. And then she's like, Oh, thank you. Anyway, Dr. Crane, I know that... She, 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 I think she realises it's not as easy as she might make it. Yeah. And he's like, yes? I, I just... I just... Why, why don't I start? Yeah. And then she's like, no, no Dr. No, Crane. No, no. And he's like, no, no, I really need to say this. I can't wait any longer. Yes? This is so difficult for me. Yes? I need my Christmas present back. You are. <laughs> you know, Frazier, it's like, we'll go almost anywhere. For free food and booze. Am I really so insufferable? <laughs> I could call up the station and see if people want to come over. Oh yes, Frost. Let's call a second string guest. Let's fill my home with a bunch of angry snubbed co-workers. You think they'd come? <laughs> As a bunch of people come in like, Ah, fetch they be late. Hello everyone, come in. Merry Christmas. Help yourself to drink. I thought, uh, even says here, Dory smells of fish. You're like, Okay, Marty. How'd you get these people down here? I'll just call an old buddy in the fire department and tell him that too that many people in one place had to be code violation. Smart, but uh, I'm not going to be that many. same amount of people here. And then Fraser's like, all right, everyone, we'll start by singing some carols and then we'll choose our themes for the minister's cat. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> it cuts back to the... Uh... And the balcony and Nails yeah. is like, I feel terrible about this. And of course, I'll replace the gift. Oh, that's all right. And then she just goes like, I won't be needing this anymore. She wants to leave and like, no, there, there. You never finished what you were going to say. And she was like, Oh, well, it was about the gift. Well, I could see from the box that you got me jewellery from Beady and Sons. I didn't get you anything nearly as grand. Well, it doesn't matter now. And she's Malcolm and like, Oh, look, she's here. And he's like, Yes, excuse me. As he comes in, these are um, they're all, all niceties and everything. And uh, Ross was like, How'd it go? Did he tell you? Or did you tell him? I've got the chance he went first. Turns out he's just given me the wrong gift and I wanted it back. You're kidding. You must be so relieved. I'll say. I've never been so relieved in my life. Yeah, he's like, all right, everyone, let's start with an easy one. He starts with carols and they all sing Deck the Halls and everything. Yeah. Everyone sing along. And as, you know, Nani comes out to kind of cuddle up to Danny. She walks over it, nails in, mail and everything. Even says, he, he, I, love it, I love the description. Mm. He tries to get into the gritty does this thing. He says, are they, as they are singing, Daphne glances behind her at nails. Mel, who are kissing tenderly. Daphne keeps looking at him with sorrow. Does she love him? Question mark. End of act two. Credits. Oh, it, ma- it makes it so difficult. It mm-hmm. really does because I know how I feel about what transpires and things, mm-hmm. but seeing the, the early mm-hmm. throwings of the finding out and the realisations and stuff, yeah. I actually do feel somewhat for Daphne in that way because, yeah. you know, all, all of a sudden, she's got this realisation, and maybe she's been subconsciously, you know, yeah. denying yeah. knowledge to herself. Like, no, that's an, that's my, employer, my employer's brother. She denies it, and then when she finally gets a notion that he might feel the same way, mm-hmm. and and you get that, and the minute you hear that and you know that, it kind of changes things for you. Yeah. You know? I should mention before we get into this use, but there was a thing where I implied that Fraser pushed Dancing Santa off the balcony during the credits. <laughs> yeah. Which they bring up later we find on. find his little hat, or Martin finds his little hat. Which they'll bring up later on when they bring up uh, in a few seasons when they're doing the whole competing who will host Christmas episode. But uh, I get what you mean. And again, like they share that moment during Mindas and everything. Yeah. 
And again, I think it's the idea that, you know, you think your life one way and then you hear that somebody had this feeling for you and then she thinks of Nels as a good, caring man and everything and they've had, to, you know, these moments together. Mm. And then, again, it's kind of, you know, I think most people who are even getting or engaged in some way have the moments of doubt and then knowing that this nice man has had these feelings for you all this time and you wonder, like, again, it's the whole what if may have entered her mind, but Jay Lee's has even said in interviews and behind the scenes that mm. she, when she played Daphne, she always played it off as, and, and consciously, she never, I don't know how it came off in her performance, but she said the way she would play, because sometimes actors have try and think psychology, psychology about things that, yeah. that, that the audience may not see. And she said she always played Daphne as if, and somewhere in her mind, she knew about Niles' feelings, but never said anything because, again, for the thing you said, yeah, yeah. Frazier's brother, and she thought it would maybe awkward or maybe unprofessional and something like that. So she always played it like Daphne knew. So maybe that's what you're meant to think here. Maybe Daphne did think some way of Niles or over the next few episodes yeah, of the season. Yeah. You're meant to think that in a way about Daphne. So maybe what you're picking up is maybe an intentional thing, both by her and by the writers of the show. Mm. Well, she is a fantastic <clears throat> actress. She is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She really is. Mm-hmm. Sound like when you hear her out with that character, oh, she sounds so much like Joanna Lumley. She's got such oh, yes, a professional very, English voice. Really. Oh yes, it's very possible. Yes, we're playing it definitely. And talk about Niles and yeah. yeah, yeah. She sounds like Gil. <laughs> if she played, if she played a version, if she just played a version herself, ironically, she would be a kind of person that Daphne uh, Niles would uh, would just go with. Yeah, would probably she would go out be with refined and mm-hmm. proper. Well, I think that was part of the reason that. I think a weird thing, the fact she's not a friend is part of the reason Nels is attracted to her. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, the fight before Christmas. Maybe it's not my top three Christmas specials. Well, maybe, I, I, maybe. Do like, I do like the little, little snippets in it, like the confusion between her and Daphne. Fraser being all forlorn about his party. Oh, yeah. Um, and the cam. Pesto filled mushroom caps. Smell them and weep. All about it, Donnie. And I love, like, you don't really think of Roz and Daphne as friends, per se. They do have to hang out every time they've been to events together. There's yeah. that thing where they're doing a dinner party where they're trying to try on dresses for an event that Roz has managed to invite Daphne to. But, <laughs> there's a... Uh, you're like, then she Stop can, crying and just pick something, damn it! Oh, I said it made me look like a hooker. I knew it just worked. <laughs> <laughs> but... So, so Daphne is basically why Ross looks like a hooker anyway. Yeah, I mean everyone parents does in their own way. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, jokes that Ross looks like a hooker, not that everyone in their own way looks like a hooker. <coughs> I think they make so many jokes in regards to Ross because they know Ross's character can throw it right back at them. Oh yeah, especially with Fraser. Anytime he tries to be clever with her, she's like, no, nah, no. Nah. But then. Well, I'm saying is like she kind of confides in Roz, the other main female in her life, kind of about the whole thing, and then again the whole taking the piss out of her, like she keeps getting advice. Oh no, it's gonna be fine, everything, and then the whole. But when they think, what do you think one thing's gonna happen? Oh no, not while Donnie's here. <laughs> Overall, Paul, your individually your thoughts on these three episodes in terms of ratings and an, an overall rate. Well, thoughts I would get, I would give each three, all three of them. I would give all three of them a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I really would. My favourite of the three we've covered, my favourite of the three we've covered would probably be, it'd be a throw up between the apparent trap mm-hmm. and this one. Yeah. I quite like yeah. both of these episodes. I'll have my reasons, like I say, I'm very fond of Fraser and his inner turmoil about his party and his mm-hmm. childishness with Cam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find Martin very funny in this one with his little, like, 
Well, are you gonna are you gonna have the same problem with this party? Like, I don't really think that's gonna be an issue. No. People aren't gonna want to stay for Carol's and the minister's cat. Yeah, I mean, I do. Well, the the through line for this, like, an unofficial kind of part two, they don't often do this episode part one, this episode part two, I mean, they do it a couple of times in the early episodes and once or twice later on, but often it was a continuation, it would just be two separate episodes, so there'd be a lot of things thrown in that would make episodes different, like the the Niles Mel thing and this one and the previous one, like Frasier's birthday and everything. Yeah. So they're, they're different enough as episodes to stand on their own. But no, I think all three of these episodes are very well put together and well acted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I say, Apparent Trap and Backtalk. Backtalk, I like. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny watching Fraser finally sit in the chair and go, when you're sitting in it, you don't have to look at it. So, um, I did a quick Google here. The Minister's Cat is a Victorian polygon game involves describing the eposthumous cat using adjectives beginning with each letter of the alphabet. Oh. They weren't very easy again. The basic game involves players sitting in a circle. The first player describes the minister's cat using an adjective beginning with letter A. The, the minister's cat is an admiral cat. Each player then takes them going from B in order to the minister's cat is a insert word with beginning with A and then B and then C. And you basically uh, go around trying to think you good descriptive words beginning with I don't know how you do that in teams though. Because he said we'll pick our teens for the minister's cat. If that's the basic word, I'm sure there are variations we can do teens, but. Yeah. Oh, here, on, look at here. References in popular culture. Let's see here. Ah, the third one from the top. In the episode free, episode The Fight Before Christmas and the sitcom Freezer, Freezer eagerly announces he intends to play the spirited game of the Minister's Cat. Uh, what other ones there? The game was played by between two characters through several books in the Outlander series. An example of the game was put, it can be seen in the musical film Scrooge. Uh, oh, there's a game played by Lois and her father and civil servants in Family Guy's episode Absolutely Fabulous. Hmm. Then, then there you go. The fact that there's a, a section here saying references in pop culture and includes Fraser is, is a nice little bit here. Yeah. You know what? Not too bad episodes. Well, you of can't Frasier. talk about the minister's cat without talking about Fraser. So these the episodes there. We're gonna have it. The next one we talk about. The first one we talk about when we do the next little batch of episodes is the new is a New Year's episode that follows that holiday through like mm-hmm. the road door thing. But stay tuned towards the end of the season as those things are gonna get. Yeah, things are going to get a little dicey. Interesting, between the two relationships. By the end of the season, we'll meet more of the, the Moon family, <laughs> which will be uh, interesting. Yeah. We'll meet Simon, who some people love, some woo, people woo. hate. Some people love, some people hate. Yeah, some people love him and the rest are wrong. Yeah. You don't hate him, do you? Uh, I can take or leave him. Yeah. Demon. What? So they're going to take or leave him. It doesn't mean I hate him, but it does also mean I him, love him either. Him... And Robbie Coltrane are the best Crane brothers. I mean, Moon brothers. Aye, aye, that one. That should be Moon Crane. Aye, Moon Crane. I'm pretty sure there's there's a joke they make in Fraser about that Moon Crane. Oh, I remember I was on a Moon Crane once. I was crashing the sea tranquility. How two men like you could have been spawned by that courageous old astronaut? (laughs) Well, we must bring that episode to a close there. Thank you everyone for joining. What do you think of the new reboot of Fraser? Do let us know if you're a big Fraser fan. Do, do you love it or are you wrong? Like people that don't like Simon. What do you think of Simon? What do you think of these episodes? Do you think this is the right time for Mel to find, uh, for Daphne to find out? Or do you think she never should have found out? He's still annoyed and yet that stuff he puts on his face. I'm telling you it was marmalade. <laughs>
<laughs> let us know at SPM on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash my voice. Let me know at SpamCloud96 or because this is also available on Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinions on Twitter and Instagram. We are everywhere. We're also on Rogue Opinions uh, on the Rogue Retro Smackdown review, barreling towards a big reveal, <gasps> a big reveal of our own over there, the reveal of who ran over Stolen Cold Steve Austin. If you Austin. don't know that, then where the fuck were you? In twenty three years, fucking you should get, know by now. Twenty three years, give us the fucking program, lad. Yeah, it's almost it's all the uh, program is older than a person who is a legal drinking age in America. Fucking, fucking ready yourself, lads. Yeah, fucking, where have you been? Yeah, for shame, a slap on the back of the hand for your lack of knowledge. Tut 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 tut. Yes, tisk tisk tisk. Indeed. Yeah, we need a little bit more refined grammar there, so not tut tut tisk 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 tisk. Yeah. But uh, make sure you check that out and check everything else going on in Rogue Pains, everything that's in the back catalog, all our past three years, our collective escapades, our wrestling content and such. We're going to be getting together to do some fun episodes through December. I'll give you a little bit of fun. You can listen, you can pop in and listen to as you're out and about doing your Christmas shopping, if that's your, case, that's your fancy, or while you're in your home trying to avoid the madness of Christmas and tune out from the... Yes. From some annoying family you may listen, have on your own. Instead of the madness of Christmas, listen to the madness of us. Yeah, definitely. That's much more preferable. It's more contained. It's a much, it's a much more preferable madness. There you go. Yes. The tag, the, the catch has got balls around the plug. It's a preferable madness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is very fair. Very yeah, fair. Very fair, yes. Yeah, but until next time, that has been Paul. I have been Scott. That has been Scott. I have been Paul. I hope you have a good Christmas coming up and good mental health. Indeed. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.